0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode three hundred twenty-two for the week of October eleventh, twenty fourteen. I'm your host, Chris Privet here here with RPG Gamer staff to tell you all about the RPG news that has happened in the past week. Um, sorry, we weren't here last week. We had a wedding. Uh, My Anna's- big
1: brother got married.
0: Yay! So we went to Canada. We uh, got to see that, including the weird ceremonies where they're signing the <laughs> marriage license.
1: Yeah. So in Canada, signing the marriage license is part of the ceremony.
0: So that's my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privateer. Good morning. Uh, you know, s- yeah, I will
2: say there's uh, there's something practical and realistic about that that I kind of enjoy.
1: We signed ours ahead of time and then left it in the pastor's office.
2: Yeah, yeah but you're already married. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, there's something nice and practical about (laughs) actually making it official inside the Well, and the funny
1: thing was, is when we were planning our wedding, I'm like, where are we going to put the table on the stage? And everybody looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, where are we going to sign the wedding license? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I like how it it wasn't until, like, the day before that you realized we weren't doing that.
1: (laughs) Right. Because you were like, here, sign this. It's like, ahead of time?
2: (laughs) Jeez. Anyways, See, there you go. For our foreign listeners, Canadians and Americans are not the same thing. No,
0: no,
1: no, 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 no. Hey, hello, Emmanuel Marino. Why, thank you. I
2: am also not the same thing because I am in Los Angeles, California, enjoying this not sunny day for the first time in a long time. It's
1: sunny here. It's actually beautiful today. It's got like that crisp um, fall air where you can still wear your capris, but you need a sweater.
0: You stole my son?
1: (laughs) Yes, I did.
0: Well, speaking of places that don't get sun over in England, um, we have joining with us uh, for the first time, but not for the first time, really, Alice Wilkinson. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi.
3: So do, do you want me to start explaining now or should yeah, we say Yeah, you, you should start
0: explaining <laughs> now.
3: Okay. So uh, in the spirit of National Coming Out Day, which it is today, um, uh, those of you who have not been keeping up, um i I think I may have alluded to this several times on the podcast, and i 'm quite surprised nobody really picked it up but um I have actually started a uh Transition as a transgender woman. Um, I just haven't started the voice therapy yet, which means we end up with this really weird situation where I've asked everyone to call me Alice, and yet here I am with my samey, gruff, masculine British accent. Sorry, this is going to be rather confusing for you all.
0: So we may we may just go to your Quinn nickname for the for the meantime, just to help make the transition. Yeah, you can easier. do that. Yeah, because um, <laughs> otherwise, I think my head's going to explode. <laughs>
3: All right. Oh, it's not that bad, Chris. <laughs> that? <laughs> You'll get
1: used to it. I know. I know I will. Hey, Alice. Yes? Why don't you kick off what you've been playing this week? Yes.
3: Oh, yeah, we can start that already. Okay, so um, this will probably come up in in the news section later, but uh, uh, World of Warcraft patch 6.0.2 is coming out on Tuesday next week, Ooh. which means they're now making all of the pre-Warlords of Draenor changes uh, to, well, everything. Which means I've been on a mad dash to finish a bunch of stuff that I'd never did during. Legendary Pandaria. quest. The
0: legendary. Yeah, quest? The, legendary
3: the legendary quest. Now that's annoying. Um, basically, from 6.0.2 onwards, you will not be able to start the legendary quest, and if you've not finished it by the time Warlords of Draenor comes out at the end end of November, is it? Yeah, uh, um, November uh, 11, Basically, all of was your sure. progress will be. Yeah, basically all of your progress on the quest will be wiped, and they are removing the quest from the game completely. Yeah. Woohoo. Um, so if you have not started the legendary quest, I doubt you're going to finish it before Warlords of Draenor comes out, just because drop chance is going to screw you horribly.
1: No, no, no. They have um that buff, buff on buff.
3: Yeah. And they yeah, got rid of
1: the did... step in the quest where you need but to do three thousand But the buff isn't going to make it.
3: Yeah, except uh the. A buff does not make the drop chance on any of the items 100%. Yeah, it
1: does. No,
3: no, it doesn't. Yeah, the Black buff? <laughs>
0: John, no, it doesn't. Alice has been I, I doing tried it, during <laughs> the
3: last week. I went zero four 4 on Siege of Ogrimmar. Really? Uh, part 2. Yeah. Okay. I got nothing.
1: Is it like a have buff right now or something?
3: I have no idea. Because when I had the but...
1: buff on like a month ago, it was like guaranteed to drop.
0: Yeah. Are, pe- I, I, what are people queuing screwed. for? I'm sorry. What are people queuing for I right now? I think it's uh, like where are most of the people everything. sitting in queue? Just everything, okay? Because you can queue yeah, for four things at once. Every,
3: the, the raids are still being run because of the valor because uh, well valor and justice are being removed from the game, but up until this point valor has been very useful just for upgrading items. Um, but yeah, with six point zero point two, uh, the challenge modes are, are going away for a while because they're not coming back until the warlords drainer challenge modes start. So if you wanted a pandaren phoenix, Tuesday's your last day to get it. Um, then there's, um, the Brawl, uh, the Brawler's Guild. That's closing down, uh, that next Tuesday until Warlords comes out.
1: I never got a chance to really do Brawler's Guild. I, uh,
3: I only started doing it, I only started doing it this week, and I'm already ranked 7. Nice. And right. got, they made it and easier
0: I, to rank up, right? No.
3: Well, you only, need to do, you only need to do four fights per rank, and the first six ranks are fairly easy. Okay, you, yeah. I mean, something my on the instance.
1: Levels. Yeah, I got stuck on eight,
0: I think. And I had read something on the instance, or listened to something on the instance, saying that it's either going to be easier, or it is easier, and like... Mm. Okay. Uh, I I, know, whatever. I believe you.
3: Well, it might it, they might be making it easier come Warlords, but uh, okay. I got a little bit stuck on the first rank seven fights, because, uh, well, I did didn't blow enough of my cooldowns. Ah. Whoops. But yeah, well, it it if you if you've basically been I've been kind of semi semi actively raiding for a little while now, so I'm sitting on 535 and that allowed me to get up to um rank 7 fairly easily. That's good. A couple a couple of the fights do have those unique quirks, so you know, a couple of instant deaths did happen. As you probably expected. <laughs>
1: I love those. Those ones are my favorite. I did nothing wrong. Yeah, the second oh, rank seven. No, I did. The,
3: yeah, the second rank seven fight killed me instantly because I hadn't figured the mechanic out. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. So that's going away. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. Any quests in Blasting Lands will be going away because they're putting the new Blasting Lands pa- uh, quests in. You mean so Blasted blasting lands-, lands? Blasted, yes. Blasting.
1: Okay. Uh, blasting Blasted lands, lands will be like, temporarily like turning into
3: land? a level 90 zone. Sweet. Um, I think that about covers it, I think. Oh, yeah, and all of the major class changes will be happening as well. Hey, so the squish the stat,
1: happens, doesn't Yeah, it?
3: the item squish, the um, ability removal stuff, the changing of talents and stuff like that. Flame tongue and Fury weapons are going away and becoming base, all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, the game's going to be so
3: different after Tuesday. Yeah, I think um, judging by my... Because I logged into the test server, which has been testing patch 6.0.2 for the last couple of weeks, um, I'm currently sitting on 510,000 health, and that's as a male-wearing class. Um, I think for the equivalent class with slightly lower item-level equipment, I was sitting on about 34,000 health or something. So a reduction of, you know, like a factor of 10, possibly slightly more.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so yeah, that that's all happening. I'm kind of hoping that people still keep queuing for the raids, because I still need to finish, like, the last bit of the Legendary Questline. Um, and I'm just kind of hoping that even with all the changes in place, that people will still be doing some of the content because the expansion itself isn't out yet.
1: Well, this is the time that a lot of people come back, so...
3: Yeah, that's true, so it's quite possible that, um, I mean, even at, uh, it's what, 9.37 server time at the moment, and Stormwind is heaving. heaving. 9.37 in the morning, I should say.
0: So people are on.
3: Oh yeah, the, the Stormwind's really busy right yeah, now over on Yeah, I'm in queue for Battle.net. Wow. Sorry?
0: I'm in queue for Battle.net. Why are, Jesus. Why is everybody on now? Just to get their cloak?
3: Yeah, possibly just make sure they at least have a shot at getting the cloak before it finishes. Or uh, doing stuff like the, Bra- the Brawler's Guild's been really quite busy. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's people just making sure they get all their stuff in, like challenge modes, before the patch hits on Tuesday. So. I mean,
1: for me, it's just I want the background patcher to run.
3: Oh, I've already—I think I've already downloaded that.
1: I haven't logged on in a few weeks, so
3: yeah, uh, it's going to be weird. So I—I I don't know. Expect some more news on the podcast next week, like de- 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 patch impressions, I guess. Um, and so for the other thing I've been playing, um, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Uh, PC. Yep, the PC version. PC, PC, PC. Okay, so the PC version. Going into it, I was kind of expecting a terrible port you know, based on Enix's history of terrible PC ports of Final Fantasy games. Um, like, the only two good wasn't PC ports... was the last ports... one
0: 7 and 8? I mean, what Yeah, are I was their...
3: gonna say, the only two good PC ports, in quotes, that they've ever been, have been, uh, Final Fantasy 11 and Final Fantasy 14, which no, are both no, MMOs. No,
0: no, they had, um, a good, well, of Final Fantasy games. Okay. They had that other game that was on the PC that the PC version was better. Which um, one was that? The... Uh, one that no one played from Xbox. Um, Square ah. Enix game. It was an RPG. Um, I don't think it's... Yeah, you, the guy st- sticks out his tongue and it's green. Um, let's see, what's it called? Uh, Rise of the... It's a pseudo-tactical... Nobody remembers this game!
3: Nah, nobody does. It was Square Enix. As far as Final Fantasy Last goes, Remnant. done right with the... The em- Last Remnant! Oh, right, yeah, no, yeah, The Last Remnant. That... That was actually a pretty decent PC port, but that's because yeah. it, it ran on Unreal Engine.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, so Kingdom Hearts four uh, 3 will be a good PC port, too.
3: <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, so I was kind of expecting the port to not be very good. Yeah. I mean, I think I've been spoiled a little bit occasionally by, like, Sega's amazing PC ports sometimes. Um, and it's... Hmm. I mean because there was a rumor beforehand that it would run 1080p at 60 frames a second which is okay, you know, that, that that's something I can deal with. Um so when they actually released uh the game itself is a 60 gigab- is 60 gigabytes uh and that is pretty much entirely because of dual audio. Uh as um the download basically comes with uh two sets of cutscenes. Uh, one of them containing the English voicing and the English lip-sync, and then the same cutscenes but with Japanese voices and Japanese lip-sync. Um, so, yeah, the, the download itself is huge. Um, the port, um, well, it's lacking some resolution options, which means that by default it runs at seven uh, 720p, but because I have a fairly decent PC, it actually runs at a uh, very smooth 60 frames a second with, without any frame drops. Mm. Um and the same person responsible for the same NeoGAF user responsible for the I think it was the Dark Souls, Dark Souls stuff. Yep. Yeah, Durante Durante? Yeah. Yeah. He um has already released an experimental patch for his tool, the Gido Sato plugin. Uh that fixes not only allows uh to um you know regular resolutions, but also allows for four K downsampling resolutions in Final Fantasy eleven uh thirteen. 13. Which means that the game actually looks extremely good, like yeah. better than better than it did on PS3. Um, and well, I mean it's the same game. There's there's no changes. So you're saying there. without
0: that patch, it doesn't look better than the PS3? Uh,
3: I think there are rumors that the PC version is a port of the 360 version.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
3: Uh, and they've used a, I've used a terrible codec for the cutscenes, which means I think the cutscenes are better quality than the 360, but still lose out to the original PS3 versions. Right. Well, those were Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, well, it, with the with the resolution changes, the game does look very, very good. And the fact that it doesn't drop frames means that, well, it. What it kind of spec
0: great. do you need to run a 4K downres? Um, well, I have a GTX Titan. Remember. Oh, jeez! What the?
3: <sighs> and an i7? That's crazy.
0: Well, an i7 doesn't I, mean anything I don't, run, I don't run
3: the game at 4K because I okay. don't really want to burn my graphics card out, even <laughs> though it probably handle it. Probably could. I just 1080p is enough for me. I'm, I'm happy to scale it up to my native right. def, uh, my native screen resolution. That, I'm fine with that. Um, so, so does, yeah, it, does it make game. the game fun I'm... to play? <laughs> Uh, it really depends on how you felt about the game when it was on consoles.
0: <laughs> I actually liked it just fine.
3: I, I suppose I have two complaints. The okay. first is um, the uh, the cutscene quality issue, I guess, is just a matter of circumstance and how the cutscenes were originally used on the PS3. I don't know if those can be fixed or not. Apparently, some guy on NeoGAF had some success by basically taking a rip of the PS3 cutscenes, rerunning it through the same encoder that the, P- the PC version uses, but at a much higher bitrate uh, bit yeah. to fix the quality. That's funny. <laughs> um, and the other thing is pressing the escape key instantly quits the game. What? Yeah, with no confirmation.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> Wait a second. How did we get to that part? <laughs> so it, what? Anytime yeah. you're playing Final Fantasy 13," even with no patches or mods, if you hit Escape," it just closes. Yep. That's a problem.
3: Yeah, although that said there have been encouraging posts made on the Steam community page for Final Fantasy thirteen from the people responsible for the port that say they are looking into some of the issues and will release fixes oh, that's later.
0: Delightful, yeah. Thanks.
3: So I mean, to be fair, um it's that's probably more than the PC version of Final Fantasy seven got. <laughs> that one <laughs> that one required that one required the attention of like the PC modding community for about ten years.
0: Well, you know, then before, they released well, that new version that strips out all the good sound.
3: <sighs> actually, I thought they fixed that. Did they? Yeah, I thought they fixed that by default. I know there's a mod you can download that replaces it all with um, the soundtrack quality music anyway.
0: Well, that, that would be best, but I don't know how they could fix it, because... The problem with the PC version is it relied on those obscure sound yeah, fonts. Yeah,
3: I, I I heard a rumor that the Steam version actually has patched that now and now gives you a better quality soundtrack.
0: Ooh, okay, I'll look at but
3: that. But again, I think I used I, what I did was downloaded the mod for really high quality music, and wow. I did the same with Final Fantasy VIII's PC port as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, the version. Why did they fix
3: this? It, it, there's a version for Final Fantasy VIII as well that that basically gives you the orchestral or the the you know the music CD quality version of the eight soundtrack, which is apparently better than the PS One original OST. So, there you go.
0: Wait, so where are they getting the sound from if it's better than the original?
3: No, as in um, they're basically taking it off the OST CDs.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Got so, it. Got it. Got it. Got it.
3: Which is what I think both the 7 and the 8 patches are based on. They're basically rips from the, the, the uh, commercially released soundtracks.
0: Yeah, if they got those to loop, that's pretty awesome.
3: That's Yeah, I think that's what's happened. They've mod- basically take ripped those and then mod- uh, modded them to loop. That's great. I think. Uh, it's been a little while since I played both 7 and 8. And, eight, so. and I'm still kind of tapping my fingers waiting for patch 2.4 to come out for Final Fantasy XIV because I want Ninja, damn it.
0: Hey! Hey, we've got a news story about that—that that patch because it adds two uh, old favorites from the series.
3: Oh yes, I saw about I saw that. We'll talk about that in news. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's All see. right.
3: Uh, I've said enough about my stuff.
0: I think you have. Uh, let me let me go. I have been playing Manny about a trillion different things. Uh, well, no. Manny is Manny still here? Yeah. Huh? Hi. Hey. So- I I played some Wasteland too. <gasps> Tell me more It's freaking awesome <laughs> um, You ever played the old Fallout games? I have not Okay, because this is like that It's a PC RPG um, Western style It's it's Both it and Shadowrun I would say are You know, are kind of following that trend Of everyone loves XCOM style combat So let's do a combat system kind of like that So they've all got that going on I guess But I I Man, that game's good so, Wasteland Two puts you in the shoes of a ranger in Arizona, and basically your group is in charge of keeping peace in the region, and so you got to go out and take care of crap that's going down that's threatening the peace, and so you know and I, you know eventually open up to a bigger to a bigger uh, plot and all that, but. Uh, you have to deal with uh, raiders and mutants and giant mutated plants at some point and all this stuff. It's all set in a post-apocalyptic world where there was nuclear war and basically you're in a section of Arizona that's surrounded by Fallout and as far as you guys know you're like the only survivors on Earth because you can't pierce the radiation clouds that surround you. So it's all about your adventures and keeping the peace and, and doing what happens out there in the Arizona desert. So uh, it story is good. The characters that they've uh, introduced are pretty good. It's got voice acting, um, a lot more voice acting than I expected for an, a more, I would have considered this a more independent title being a Kickstarter game. Um, let's see. Combat is kind of clicky. Like think, uh, click kind of clicky, but What what kind of description is that?
2: It's turn-based combat, It's right? turn-based, turn-based tactical.
0: tactical to combat. Move them around on the map. Decide what you're going to spend your action points on or if you're going to bank a couple extra action points for following turns. And it has an overwatch and all that sort of stuff, too. Um, so that's why I say kind of ex right? So uh, let's just say, you know, it's all about, you know, what are you going to max your characters in? You you get to build a team of four people. You can either build them from presets or create custom characters for all of them. Um, your characters don't have personalities. They don't really interact. Um, they don't have like a story backline or anything like that. But you can recruit NPCs into your party that do. So right now I have like six people in my party. Um, I started with four, and I I'm just shocked at how many people they let me have in my retinue right now. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and so yeah, that's where your story comes as the interaction of NPCs, and your job is to go around and you know navigate. Um, conversation menus and try and manipulate people to get what you want or convince people to like you and trust you and that sort of thing. So um, you get to choose. Are you going to make combat-focused characters? Are you going to spread them around and have everyone real strong at fighting? You're going to have one guy who's good at talking so you can uh, do better in the conversations and one guy who's better at sniping. You know, how do you want to do that? So you can can spec people out kind of the way you'd spec out a character in a Fallout game uh, or the older Fallout games. And uh, it's got a real good feel. The voice acting's great. The missions are fun. Um, the dialogue's funny. I, I, I've been enjoying playing the game, and it's just very addictive to wander around Arizona trying to discover new locations, to go in, and, and, and solve problems. So I'm really liking it, and I think it's been really well done. Um, I don't know Do you have any questions, Manny. You seemed interested in Wasteland, so.
2: Uh, no, not really. I know. Honestly, I know all there is to know about at this point. Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, I I, could, uh, is I there a feeling- Mac version for you yet? Are you, Are you kidding, kidding me? It's Mac, Windows, Linux, man. Yeah, well, why aren't you day playing? Launch. What? Why aren't you playing? Uh, <laughs> too busy. All right. <laughs> do you have a copy? Can- Did you get it or no?
2: Uh, yeah, I kicked backed it a while ago. Okay. I actually need to go on the website and like claim it.
0: Oh yeah, you should do that.
2: <sighs> I'll get to it eventually.
0: But well, you should you should do that in case there's any problems getting your claim so that they can work on it before the night that you want to play it and then you have issues or something, you know? Um. Mm. All right, well, it, it's turned out really well, so I think you'll be How pleased. far in? That's my bigger question. Um, I, me? I'm about five hours in, um, and then I got distracted with uh, Shadowrun Returns, Dragonfall Director's Cut.
2: Oh, I have a lot more questions about that one, but uh, for, for Wasteland, so you haven't been past Arizona. The reason why I guess I no. don't sound so interested is because the Arizona beta's been out for like,
0: George oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I. Well, what can I tell you? So what? Okay, Arizona. fine. I didn't I'll know I could leave this. Arizona. Honestly, I thought, I'm thought i like, oh, all right. This is gonna cool. I kind of get to know Arizona. Probably pierce some of the radiation, maybe, and then whatever. I didn't know you. Oh, could No, leave. like
2: that's like like barely less than half of the game. The other half is takes place in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. Um, so here are my questions then for like a final release build any like lots of bugs, typos, and like lack of polish, any of those kind of things?
0: Um trying to think of anything. There's some the only thing I've really noticed is that there's sometimes where, you know there's the, most of their voice acting money. Okay, all their voice acting money was spent on like the main guy, like who leads the Rangers, and like you radio home to him and he calls you in with mission updates and stuff. And then like the other teams, it's all about stuff you hear on the radio. Well, there are certain times where you're, you have conversations with that guy where like there's one or two things where they won't be voice acted and that kind of stands out. It's like, wait, everything else I've been talking about guy has been voice acted. And then what also stands out, there's a lot of other characters that aren't voice acted. So you have like this really good voice acting stuff with your effectively your boss and all the radio conversations. But then there's a lot of other conversations in towns that don't have the voice acting. So that contrast is a little weird um for it to be like so good there and then be missing in these other areas but other than that I have not noticed anything that I would complain about and say that was un- unpolished or unfixed um I would say there's more bugs in the Shadow Run game than, than uh, i we'll get game. to that yeah. so about the difficulty <laughs>
2: I mean people are complaining maybe it's too hard
0: uh, or at least unforgiving I play I'm playing it on the if this is indeed your first rodeo setting so <laughs> I'm playing it on easy and I found that to be plenty challenging. (laughs) That's like the right around of a challenge for me. So, um, yeah, I don't know this and shuttle run. They're all very brutal. So, yeah. Can you switch
2: a difficulty at any time?
0: Yes. Yes. All right.
2: So it sounds good. Play on that one. So you get comfortable to move it up.
0: Yes. So there's no penalties for it. So, you know, whatever. Um, I, Yeah, if you want to do um, difficult combat, you you can't really spec your characters necessarily the way you might want to. You have to be very focused on combat. And and so having a character who can repair all the safes so you can open them and get loot, you can't do that because you need to put those skill points into other things like, you know, shotguns. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and that's not how I want to play. I like to explore everything and convince everybody that I'm their best friend and they should just agree to whatever I say in a conversation. And that's how I like to play those sorts of games. So, it, yeah, I'll put it on easy right. and I'm okay with that. Uh, plot's good. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm liking it. Uh, so Shadowrun Returns has been getting the rest of my time because that was, uh, for some reason, Wasteland 2's cloud saves would not sync properly between the Mac and the and the PC. So yeah, I You're asked you if it's Steam? out on the Mac. Of course, I installed it on my Mac.
2: So Did you I get tried- the Steam version or the GOG DRM-free version?
0: Ah, well, I got the Steam version. All right. Yeah. So the Steam Cloud—that's a point I didn't think about that with the GOG version. But I don't think GOG has cloud support, right? No, yeah. not yet. They so, were supposed
2: um, to roll. They were supposed to roll out their GOG Galaxy service like after a month, like a month or two after they announced it. They said coming this summer summer is gone
0: hmm yeah so i mean what happened here is you know i needed to go up to the canada for winning and so i installed a bunch of games but i didn't remember to copy of the save files so i'm like ah shoot well actually i didn't remember to install the games we just had good internet in one of our hotels so i'm like well i'm gonna install these big games since we've got good internet here and so I got Wasteland installed, and I tried to boot it up, and it's like, no, I, you don't have any save files. And I go to the forums and basically find out that they've got a bug where their thing is not looking for the right directory path on the Mac to figure out where game saves yeah. should be. I was and-
2: talking to Glenn, and he says, like, yep, what these kind of... you remember, he reviewed... Uh, the Pillars... No, 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 no. Original Sin. There you go. Oh, yeah. There's so many of these damn games. I know. <laughs> Uh, he reviewed original Sinfarpy game, and he said, you know, he likes to try to wait for the one patches for these games because there's, like, a dramatic difference in, uh, in all of the bugs and just polish level and all the things that can go wrong with the ex- release that get fixed with those.
0: Yeah. I, what bugs me on the Wasteland 2 side of things is there's a lot of reports in their forums, and I didn't see a good indication. They they weren't doing a good job of indicating, yeah, we acknowledge this, we're fixing it, or not. Um and I don't know if any of the other studios are doing a good job of that or not. Um, I, so I, I think
1: you've become biased being married to a community manager.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> so I, I did jump over to Shadowrun because that did sync my save just fine. I had played it a little bit before leaving for Canada. Well, and my save well, before was there. we say
2: Shadowrun, we should make sure this is the Dragonfall Director's Cut. That's that correct. was just released as a standalone expansion.
0: Yes. And since I backed Shadowrun, I got it for free. Uh, well, I guess anyone who had Dragonfall got it for free. So I, I installed that and was like, hey, your saves here. It's just fine. I'm like, see, I know it could be done. So I've been pl- so I played that a bit on my Mac. And then anyway, I've been back. I've been playing the heck out of it. Um, I'm basically at the point where I need to finish up all my side missions, and then I just click a button and I go to the last mission of the game. Um, so well, that, that seems game, really fast. It How is really fast. It is. Um, well, just like the first one, I think it's only like a 15 hour game. Um, what is my clock? Let's see. Do I have a clock? Can I? How do I tell that in Steam? Uh, Shadowrun return. Oh, Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut. There's no return in it.
2: Yeah, that seems much faster if you say Dragonfall Director's
0: Cut. Okay, 18 hours in the last two weeks. All so, right. Yeah, so I, I think by the time it's all said and done and I do all the side quests, it'll be 25 uh, or 22 or something like that. I'm sure there's another two to four hours at least. Um uh, oh, wow! There's a screenshot in a area I don't recognize, so I don't know what's up with that. I need to go find that quest. So, uh, what to say here? If you've played Shadowrun Returns, it's a very similar combat game, uh, very similar game, uh, pretty much exactly the same. They they're talking about all these changes they made with the director's cut. I, I'll be honest with you. I booted into the game and I'm like, this feels just like the other Shadowrun game. So I don't know what they changed.
2: <laughs> uh, they changed I'm- stuff like the lighting, uh, the character jiving models, the animations.
0: Stuff that they, didn't matter to me in the first game at all, I guess.
2: They added a five new missions. Uh, you didn't play the original Dragonfall, right? I did
0: not, so I couldn't do the side-by-side compared to the other yeah. Dragonfall. No.
2: They they added armor to the combat system. They changed the UI. Oh,
0: the armor uh, wasn't there before? Those armor pips? Oh. No, though. That wasn't okay. there. Alright.
2: Uh, they also changed, oh, let me see, uh, your team of runners, they, the big complaint of the first one was that they, they were all just hireable mercenaries yes. with no personality.
0: Yes, that is a big deal here. Like, your team is all, like, there's a bunch of story and character progression in your team here, and that was well, not the case at all in the first Shadowrun Returns.
2: And that wasn't the case in Dragonfall either. They, oh, really? There was no character okay. progression. Now okay. Now you have a lot m- I mean, they were there, and they would level up on their own and do their own thing, but you didn't have control over, say, I want to give her this gun for this mission or have her level up like this.
0: Well, you – okay. So you still can't really load out their equipment um, even in in the director's cut. You can choose kind of – you get to choose like a tree of – it's actually like the Mass Effect leveling tree. Were you choosing, as your power goes up, do you want it to evolve like this or like this? So, like, do you want her to specialize in shotguns or razor claws or something like that? And I'm like, well, of course, razor claws. What the heck? Are you crazy? And so you get to kind of choose that for your team as far as their progression. And then, of course, they have, like, essentially loyalty missions where if you keep talking to them and making friends, you get to go on a big mission that gives them a boost to their character and its skills. Yeah, those are the like extra that.
2: missions, I think, are those final ones. Oh, right? okay.
0: Yeah. So those are those are all those are all great and um and, and yeah the the story, the characters are good. They're good characters. They've got good stories. Um man, especially Glory's backstory is crazy. Um and yeah, they uh they did a real good job with that. Um so that's a big improvement from Shadow Realm Returns and I guess from Dragonfall as well. Um other than that the combat's still fantastic. I love playing this game. You can just get addicted. You keep wanting to go. I'll go one more run. And get a bunch more karma so I can max out my charisma so I have every talking skill and I can convince everybody that I'm exactly where I should be even when I'm breaking into their their building, you know. And (laughs) this is stuff I love to do in these games. And so I didn't make a hacker this time and I feel that was a mistake. So I, I will say Dragonfall, much more than Shadowrun Returns, seems to really be geared towards your main character being able to be a decker. So, if you're considering making a character in this game, I would strongly recommend making a Decker as your main character. It'll help you out a lot.
2: (laughs) What about, don't you have a Decker on your team?
0: I do have a Decker on my team. But the way... And this is where the interface is starting to drive me insane. You can't... There are certain things you interact with in the world. And if you are a Decker, you can, like, just bypass them or hack them or have access to them, where if you aren't a Decker, you can't. Um, The problem is... If you aren't a Decker, it will not give you the option on all the things to just have your teammate do it. But some things it will. And so it can become really frustrating why in this screen it will not let me have my Decker do something. And on this screen it will. And it just feels like it's either a bug or something they only half implemented or I don't know what's going on with that. But it's extremely frustrating. So if you're a Decker, you don't have to worry about it at all. So I kind of recommend it.
2: But that's if you want to get like every chest or read everything right.
0: Which is what I like to do in these games. So you're right. That's a good point. Um, I do not recommend my character build, which is max charisma and pistols because those don't go together well at all. If you want to make a max charisma character, make them a shaman Um, because that that, that way your skill actually boosts your combat. My is really useless in combat, <laughs> which is bad when you're on the missions where it's, like, just your character and someone else in combat. It's like, ugh! <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm playing that on easy as well, and that feels perfectly balanced on easy for me, so I must be just terrible at these games or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's great, and, like... Algernon is in there. He was in Shadowrun Returns. So it's like, how the heck did you get from Seattle to Berlin? But whatever. And I got on a plane. <laughs> you never heard of it? <laughs> so it's, it's all good stuff. And like, dude, you, you, the game's title is Dragonfall. And um, yes, you will be dealing with a dragon in this game. So yay. Um, be excited for that. So ah, it, It's great. It is an excellent game. Uh, I know that uh, there was a review this week where they gave it a 5 out of 5 on our site. I disagree with that given the lack of polish and there's there's just little bugs and problems in the well, parts dr- of the interface she but,
2: is a hardcore uh, Shadowrun fan.
0: Oh, yeah. Then you're of course you're gonna give this a five out of five. I totally see it. It's it's a reasonable score in, in it this game is up there. It's a four, four and a half for me. Um so, that's so,
2: so if you don't have all that Shadowrun history, it's like a solid four, but if you love well, that easily. Shadowrun stuff yeah. you could see why you'd get the extra little boost right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I have no, no complaints about him giving that a 5. That's, that's fine. Yeah, this is a great game. And Wasteland 2 is also a great game. I think Wasteland 2 is a better game from what I've played. But it's a much
2: bigger game, too.
0: Well, so the thing is, I've put more hours now into Shadowrun, though, so I need to go back and put, like, 10 more hours into Wasteland 2 and see if I still feel that way. You mean another 80 hours? Well, <laughs> is it really an 80-hour game? It's gigantic. Oh, man, it's going to take forever. Um, so because of those two games, I have not played the other game I thought I was going to play a ton of, um, well, mostly because I wasn't here, but I have not played any Shadow of Mordor, and that makes me sad. It makes me so sad. And so, that's where I'm at. Next week. Yeah, next week. Um, and that's where I'm at with gaming. Other than that, lots of Clicker Heroes. And that game is just, Clicker Heroes is like a plague, is what I've decided. So, ClickerHeroes.com, I'm sorry. All right, Manny, what have you been playing? Uh, let me see. I've been playing <laughs> anything. Uh, yeah. All right.
2: I got to think through it, man. I haven't been on this podcast like, in three weeks.
0: All right, all right, all right. Sorry.
2: Let me see. Uh, I've been playing Battlefield Bad
0: Company too.
2: Eh, it was disappointing. After all those years of hype, hearing about how good that game is.
0: Um, I thought they people. Okay, I played Battlefield Battle Company too. It was okay, but i the impression I got from people is they like the story in the first one better.
2: Really? I would I, w- I wouldn't know I never played the first one. Okay. Otherwise it it was okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: three stars, three out of five stars. Yeah. It was like that's my Netflix rating. It was okay. Next I'm I'm playing a little bit of trenched. I guess it's called Iron Brigade now too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That one is fun for a little bit until you realize, oh, maybe I need to grind a little bit to get better gear. Or maybe I need to be playing with, like, four other people, but since that game is so old, no one's actually playing online anymore. <laughs> so I think I'm probably done with that one unless someone wants to jump online and play Iron Brigade with me. Uh, finally.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if I have that on here. Do I have Iron Burger? It
2: was free. It was a free game with gold. Oh, on But Xbox. by then you were paying attention. Oh,
0: yeah. no, i probably have it then. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to play that. Manny, we got to play Gears of War, remember?
2: Gears. Gears of War. Yeah. Metal Gears of War.
0: Metal Gears of War.
2: Let me think. Huh? Uh, so I beat that game. I played a little bit of that. Oh, I've been playing some Forza Horizon. The original. Just to wrap it up. I'm finally, like... That game is actually pretty long from the original Forza Horizon. Is it? Oh man, I'm like in levels, I'm on like wristband six. I still need to do one. I need, still need to finish off this level to get to the gold level so I can take on the champion, Duke Flint, I think.
0: Wouldn't it be time to just say that it's time to move on?
2: No, why? Why no? okay. in the world would I move on? Okay.
0: Get yeah, other stuff. Yeah, to play. stop
2: playing a game that you enjoy.
0: <laughs> How dare you enjoy a game Because you Andy? were making it sound like man that game is long but- No
2: it's because it is long I've been playing for but then again games like that I don't play But you're
0: enjoying it even though it's long right?
2: No, but Like I said like games like that I don't play In one sitting uh-huh. Like It took me like three years to be in Oblivion mm-hmm. But I did everything in Oblivion right. And it took me like two years To do everything in Fallout 3 I did everything in Fallout 3 so I don't mind. Like that's what I do with Forza. It's like I'll, I'll get in a Forza mood. I'll do like five or six races. I'll put it down and come back like a month later, do five or six races, get to the next wristband and move on. So I'm, I I've recently picked up Skyrim as well. I've been doing some Skyrim stuff. I did – I advanced the story a bunch. I did some side stuff. I cleaned my house a bit. You know how it goes. I've no, – the structure of those games like people complain there's not a good story to pull me through or blah blah i was like i don't care that is not why i'm there to play those games i love how compartmentalized so much of it is that i can really step away for like six months come back jump in and not feel like i've missed anything
0: all right yeah sorry no no you got anything else you played
2: I think that hey, between Skyrim, Forza Horizon, Iron Brigade,
0: I'm not and saying you Beauty didn't Bed play Company. enough. I'm just that's saying. a lot.
1: All
2: right. No, I'm just saying I'm
0: good. That's a lot. Good. All
1: right. That's a lot for Manny.
0: It's a lot for anybody.
1: Nah. Skyrim. Is it right. my turn?
0: Yes, Anna. Please. Okay.
1: <laughs> I've been playing. Desidia.
0: Duodesim.
1: Thank you. So, I finished the...
0: Because I blow out the microphone.
1: I finished the Dissidia...
0: Dudesum.
1: ...unique content, and now I'm going back and playing through the original game. I'm on... There's like 10 chapters, and I'm playing chapter 8. <laughs> so, that should be fun.
0: You really love Dissidia.
3: I do. Yeah. It's hey, is a good game. Well, so. she was
0: going to play Persona 3 and then got distracted and played Dissidia instead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be fair. Persona 3 does take a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, she's been playing for Dissidia for hours and hours and... Yeah, I yeah, probably...
1: But-, yeah, but it's relative. I've probably put 30 hours into Duodecim.
0: Duodecim. So. You have to say it right.
1: Um. I've also been playing Terra Battle, which is now out on the US...
0: You spoiled a s- news story. Yes, no. I did. So it's Wait, iOS. Is iOS Android. Android? Um,
1: I don't know. I know it's but iOS. But iOS for sure. Yeah. Well, and I'm happy that it's out, but it I'm be also both. kind of super annoyed because um, as part of the, air quote, official launch event, they've added a new default character that they gave all new players. And it's this amazing healer that learns how to resurrect
0: well, and it's your fault if for you're playing an the existing, game ahead
1: of time. Right. I mean, that's the thing that pisses me off. It's like, if you're an existing player, you get the finger. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> tell, me, tell me more, Anna.
1: But I'm almost on chapter 10, and my characters are like level 30, so I don't want to start over. <sighs> and there's no other way to get this character. There is no other character like it either.
0: Well, maybe they'll patch it in.
1: I hope so. Mm. And other than that, I've been playing a lot of Harvest Moon. (laughs) uh, Because it has a release date.
0: (laughs) um, Yeah, what is that release date?
1: Uh, November 4th. It's a news story. Is it? Yeah.
0: I didn't know if I got it in there.
1: I'm pretty sure you did. You may not know it, though, because I think our... Uh, I think the RPG game a New Year story is like, look
0: at the cool plessies. I think so.
1: <laughs> I think that's what it is.
0: I, I do remember that story. <laughs> yes.
1: So I think that's really everything that I've been playing this week, other than localize a game while in a car.
0: Yeah, you localized a game while you are in the car. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> she actually localized a game. I can't say what that game is, can I? Uh, no. No. Okay. She localized a game while she was in the car. It was very weird. There were spreadsheets and translations. Yeah,
1: um, for those who don't know, um, yeah, the text of a game is usually kept in a spreadsheet. So, yeah. I put Excel on my iPad and I downloaded it. That was the other thing.
0: She localized a game in the car on her iPad.
2: (laughs) Anna, clearly... That's your verse.
0: <laughs> this is yeah. This is this is why we have bad translations, people. There should be commercial.
2: <laughs> there should be like a truck following you on the side of the road, and Tim Cook should just be staring at you with a camera. Or like, ah, oh, too bad, wrong, Robin Williams is dead because he could like sit in the back seat and just narrate, narrate the Dead Poet Society oh, as you transla- as you localize this game on your iPad. <laughs> You're bigger than Yao Band, man. You should have your own commercial series.
0: Oh goodness.
1: Then what band?
2: Oh, you don't remember the Yao Band commercials? What? Uh, I'll give you a link. These are you need to watch these. Th- these are pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a. Uh,
0: that's probably American. <clears throat> You're American. No, I'm Yao Band is very Chinese. Hey, it sounds oh, like okay. you can become American now. Remember?
1: Yeah, we'll have to talk we'll have about let's talk that. about
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. The good thing about U.S. citizenship is that you can keep it along with all your other
0: ones. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. That that's apparently new. just changed. Anna's been under the impression she would have to renounce her Canadian citizenship. It's only a few palabra. countries that
2: make you do that, though. But that's yeah. the other country. The United States never cares if you have. Oh, dual it, used, it <laughs> used to. It used to. <laughs> they used to uh, really no. re-
0: re- um, renounce all ties to the Commonwealth. It was like antiquated law because of the you know we broke away from Britain.
2: Oh, see, that's a holdover then, because I, I know yeah. a lot of immigrants from like from Asia and uh, Central and South America, and they've never had to do that.
1: Yeah, no, 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 if you're, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a holdover. it's a commonwealth thing specifically. Well, apparently
0: not anymore, so.
1: No, apparently it isn't anymore. I guess maybe people realize, like,
2: a bunch of Canadians are going like, hey, we're so close, why all the trouble, eh?
0: And then they're like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you See? use A, See, no, no,
1: no, 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 that is how you use A. Oh, okay. That's what impressed me. Yeah, man. It's like <laughs> we've been we've been we've been trying to instruct Chris on how you properly use A. I
0: don't it's think you're slow.
3: getting very far, eh? <laughs> you you know, know, it's I really need to bring Chris to England at some point. Yes. Oh, hey, that's where the that Harry can, Potter is.
1: Now that I can travel out of the country, we totally should go to Europe.
0: Hey, now that you can travel out of the country, we should totally shut up and stop spending money and pay off our credit card debt. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But debt is such an American <laughs> I thing. I
2: know, right? It's the most <laughs> <laughs> much thing. of it is
0: possible. Damn, but
1: I live in America now. I want to have an $80,000 debt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Oh, Anna, you could be a true American if you had $250,000 in student loans for a job you can't get.
0: Um, <laughs> she uh... couldn't find a school for social media that charges that much. <laughs> 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 they don't do that. Oh, all right. So... <laughs> we doing are we done yeah how about we go to feedback yeah that sounds like a good idea
2: Feedback. this is the
0: feedback song thank you all right so in feedback we asked a question how have your gaming habits changed and people replied so yay feed. good so Azilla said, "Chris, you talked about changing gaming habits in order to save money. The biggest thing you can do is stop pre-ordering games and never buy collector's edition. By pre-ordering games, you're pretty much guaranteed the highest purchase price the game will ever reach. Down the line, there will inevitably be price drops, Steam sales, and/or PS Plus deals. Not only that, but the game might eventually get a definitive remake on another system. If you eventually, don't, eventually,
2: pre- it seems like it's part for the course now." I know.
0: If you don't pre-order, you might avoid that situation where you already own a game that you haven't yet played and decide you want the new version. Even without factoring in the possibility of a remake, there's a good chance you're act- not actually going to play the game for a while. In my case, I pre-ordered only one game last year, Sinigami Tensei four, and that was because I knew I'd be playing it on release day. If you're not actually ready to play a game, don't pre-order it. Wait until you have time to play it. That uh, is
2: like the most practical advice that you can do. And especially like the collector's edition stuff. It's not necessarily a matter of the next
0: paragraph. Actually, I don't see the obsession RP gamers have with collector's edition. You don't need a cloth map. If you really think about it, you probably don't actually even want one. You don't need a statue or figurine that you probably don't have shelf space for. You don't even need an art book. Okay. I mean, I may be in the minority on this one, but I've never seen the point of taking video game artwork out of a game and putting it into a book, especially with the growing trend of eBooks. Um, most importantly, though, you don't need the extra cost – sorry, putting it into a physical book. He says maybe we should consider sort of put them in e-books. Most importantly, though, you don't need the extra cost that goes into buying all of these extras.
2: I will say this, though. I I, I think we've – as gamers have been sold a bill of goods that we're not hardcore enough unless our house is covered in video game stuff. Unless <laughs> – no, I, I, I'm not even kidding. I feel like sometimes it feels like we have to have like this sort of – This I I don't even want to use the term anymore, but people used to say like gaming Asperger or something. But sort of like we can only view the world through the lens of video games. Like I'm not hardcore enough unless I'm always wearing a Mario shirt. I have like Metal Gear shoes. I'm wearing Uniqlo pants that are like styled after Metal Gear. It's like everything has to be.
0: Are you saying we shouldn't let like our hobby or one of our interests define us as a person?
2: Thank you, Chris. Uh. And that's the thing, though. It's like, in a weird way. I feel marketers are telling us like you're not a real fan of this of this series unless you have a statue slash t shirt slash book slash whatever of this franchise. But the problem is that would be okay if we all picked like our one favorite franchise. The right. problem it's the thing is the thing is all RPG companies want us to have all of their stuff. And all video game companies want to have all of their stuff because they're all our favorite franchises, right? So now we have, like, this Sam Fisher statue. This was
0: better back in the 90s where if you were, like, a mega fan of something, you would go and import the thing that was only in Japan and that there was only a limited number of them made and And it actually made you unique. Yeah, (laughs) That would be, like, the
2: one thing you had in your house. You'd be proud like, hey, look, I have this one Final Fantasy statue from this one game. It's not necessarily my favorite in the franchise, but that's the one that I could get It shows Mm -hmm. how much of a fan I am that I imported it and I really love it that it's here. But it's like now everything and its mother has a
0: collector's edition. So
1: you know, at the same time, there's also pressure from the fans for the
0: companies to (laughs) says the woman who has to deal with everybody who wants Natsume plushies. Yes.
1: And I mean that's the thing, is it's like the idea of releasing a Harvest Moon game at this point without a plushie is
0: um, but you don't charge like a bazillion dollars for your plushies. No, it's that's like true. It's like free with a pre-order usually.
1: Yeah, so the little ones are free and then the big ones are 10. Yeah. But I get that too, though,
2: because I, I get why. But I'm, I'm wondering if those people who do that, Harvest Moon is that game for them that we're talking about. That one thing. That no, they they're collecting
0: collect them, them all. Love. They want all the animals. I think it's a little different there since they're inexpensive plushies and they actually they make sense they to have multiples of. Okay. Because you have a little farm. but. <laughs> I guess, like, ideally,
2: like, if you look at, like, the kind of people who go to BlizzCon, like, they have, like, maybe the World of Warcraft Collector's Edition, or, like, a couple of them, because that is their game. That is yeah. the thing they care about.
0: Well, if that's all you play, I think it's totally reasonable to get all the WoW Collector's Editions, because, like, you do want to immerse yourself in that, because that's all you do.
2: I, I think it gets a little outlandish if now I, if you have a Collector's Edition for every single
3: game... Even
2: if yeah. you like a brand new franchise, you haven't even yeah. played yet. You know. Uh, generally,
3: also the other thing you do is uh, buy art books outside of collector's editions because they tend to be either better, more complete, or... oh, significantly better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, the
0: problem is, that darn Blizzard art books d- are only available in their collector's editions.
3: Yeah, I think Blizzard is more? like the one. I think it's Blizzard is like the one exception where they kind of issue these like humongous art books with their collector's editions. Oh and yeah, that's the only thing that's worth
0: anything in the collector's edition anymore. And yeah. Overpriced, and yeah, I don't care about yep. them anymore. Because um, I thought yeah, like, I don't read like, the art books.
3: <laughs> I'd, I'd be kind of annoyed. For example, I picked up the art book for uh, the Gundam 00 movie. Uh, I'd be kind of pissed if it only came with like a collector's edition of the Blu ray that I could only then import from Japan.
2: And then it was. Trying- like-
3: because chances are the Blu-ray wouldn't work.
2: Yeah, and can you imagine too if like you did all this, spend all this money importing it was just
3: the size of a Blu-ray? It was like this little horror ensemble book of like. Oh, pages in it. I hate those. Yeah, whereas I have a actually how many pages is this? Yeah, the the the, the art book I have here is 146 pages, and it's you A4 what's, sized.
2: You know, as great art books is uh, are the design works from Udon Udon books. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah.
3: Udon stuff because uh, they did the. Um, well Udon is just Valk-
0: localizing them, right?
3: Yeah, but they, they localize like the Valkyria Chronicles art book, which is massive. That's like five hundred pages or something. You
2: should see their monster hunter one, it's like every piece yeah. of armor, every design set, every I weapon. I actually looked at
0: there. it, I wasn't that impressed, so I didn't buy it.
3: Which uh, one? And there are some the, the there monster are some hunter amazing one. there are some amazing Final Fantasy XI ones because they've built up over the years. Now if
0: you want a good one, get the Okami one.
3: Yeah, actually I have um one, I have another Capcom one which is the Mega Man Battle Network series art book. So oh, nice. covers all six games. Uh, so our
0: lesson: to stop buying collector decisions and go buy all the books from Udon. Well, cool. 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 no, more like this.
2: I'd say more of this, but find the thing that you actually are passionate. Like, I think we After think of fact. gaming as an yeah. all-encompassing hobby, but there are so many subgenres and so many different aspects within gaming itself. Find the one that really speaks to you, and if you want to, like, get collectibles from that, go for it. But you don't need general gaming collectibles everything and anything just because it's gaming
1: hey manny yeah skylanders it's got, don't buy
0: don't buy skylanders anna just spent three hundred dollars <laughs> on skylanders stuff last night
2: to be fair that's part of a game though but man yeah how, how many of you guys are pre-ordering uh amiibos now that they're available to pre-order i
0: ha- i've looked at it thought about it and said nah.
1: we'll buy the ones that look good when they're out
0: yeah they're,
1: and they're pretty that we'll expensive use. too. Yeah, I mean the problem is, is that they're going to be what forty dollars. And, and I still don't have a good sense for whether or not they're useful. What they're going to be used for? Yeah. No, they're twelve $12.99 each.
2: About twelve ninety nine each. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, it's like, eh, if I don't know that I'm going to use it, why spend the money?
2: I'll say this though: if you if you're a Smash Brothers guy and that's your thing, I can totally get it. But.
0: I'm watching yeah, Hatsune I mean, Miku perform couple... on David Letterman. <laughs> this is really weird. We'll get to Udon, that soon. Udon put it on the on their website. <laughs> this is. That's surreal. Oh my gosh, she's got sparklies now. How I'm actually trying to get that? rid of stuff. That's really cool. That hologram that they make they do that it's all not the time a screen. It's like. I don't get it. Can you see it if you're there in person? Oh, yeah, because there's a piece of glass. Okay, I got it. All right, that's weird. Uh, we should talk about something else. Uh, some, we have so much feedback, we should move on. Um, Phil Fancy Pants, not to be confused with JC Servant Phil. This is a different Phil. I've been having the same problem with having too many games I'd like to play. Some things I've done to help myself have been, A, avoid the hype. Play what you want and are excited about, not what the press is talking about. So, <laughs> follow your own hype is what you're saying, I guess. But, all right. Limiting yourself to owning less consoles. I've been considering selling my Vita and Wii U just so I have less options to choose from. Trying to stay from cheap ass gamer.
1: <laughs> Excellent. That's funny.
0: Um, and also soul, selling all the games he started but never finished. Hmm. All right. Uh, and he agrees with Manny. I'd rather play a few good games rather than one 100 hour RPG. I've now started Persona 3 three times now, and I think I'd rather just invest my time somewhere else, even though I did enjoy Persona 4.
2: Okay. Um, I will say this, though. I mean, about not pre ordering stuff. If, if you go digital, I say don't buy the game until like literally the day you're ready to play, <laughs> or yeah. unless it's like a massive sale.
0: No, you're probably right. All right, uh, Strawberry Egg says my gaming habits have not changed much at all since 2006, my second semester of my first year of college. I own very few video game systems and do the very and the excuse me, do the vast majority of my gaming on handhelds. This has been the DS and 3DS for the prior and current generations. I try to play games in orders I receive them and only play one handheld and console game at a time, but I do make many exceptions. I can play one major handheld and spend a little time on a perennial game like Pokemon, though I've recently been having a hard time with that balance. I also have the tendency to put a game I have really been looking forward to to the front on my list. While I have a backlog, it is not unmanageable. It does mean that I don't have to worry about not, playing, uh, not having enough games to play, even if I only play games on two platforms. Three, if I were to ever get around to playing more games on PC. Okay, uh, JC Servant says, uh, I'm a retro gamer, so staying, for me, so staying pleased for me is easy. My favorite handheld system is still the Nintendo DS. Just so many good games and RPGs. The PSP is another treasure trove. Yummy. I've tried tablet gaming, even some of my favorite retro games, spiderweb games, etc. It just never works for me. Give me a controller any day. Not to mention, on phones, games kill the battery. Shaman says, in recent years, I've decided to cede the TV more to my roommate, which has really pushed me more towards handhelds and the Wii U for most of my gaming. It helps that most of the RPGs I enjoy are going there as well. I've started really bargain hunting, but I have a different strike points for games but I have a different strike points for game as impulse buys $20 for a handheld game or Wii U game and $15 or less everywhere else because I simply can't guarantee when I'll get around to actually playing the stuff that's not on those systems. Oh, I see the other big change that is that I've started podcasting about games in the last couple of years. So I've had to go insane with discounted pre-orders just to keep content on the show. Fresh. Yeah, I
1: mean, that's the challenging thing for us, I think, is you feel pressured from the podcast to go and play all sorts of stuff.
0: Yep. that's true. Um, It'd be nice if I got free copies to help offload that, but I don't. (laughs) So it becomes much more stressful. Um, Coyote Craft says, I only play RPGs. I stay away from anything that requires a player to... MMOs, fighting, racing, etc. I've always played games by myself. I don't have my old after-school habits anymore. A 40-hour RPG used to take me months to finish, but now I binge. Friday night, Saturday, Sunday is usually enough time to finish a game. And then I don't play anything for another two weeks. Don't laugh at me, but I just discovered sleep mode for my PSP. I would have used it more if I knew I could do that at any point in a game. Although I probably wouldn't consider playing a game in the first place unless I knew that I had at least a half hour to play. Successor M says, uh, I've been noticing my taste changing a good bit lately. Growing up, I normally got to keep up to date on Nintendo handhelds and only getting every other Nintendo home console. What this means, I often found myself getting my hardcore gaming on handhelds and only getting the console games as I was most interested in at the time as gifts." During my teen to adult years, I started working and funding my gaming hobby on my own. Consoles have been a big part of my life since then, but I ultimately find myself always going back to handhelds, using my 3DS and Vita more often than my PS3 currently. I will often devote all of my gaming time to finish a console and PC game I've been waiting for, but I think I've always preferred handheld gaming. Though I cannot afford the latest and greatest... I find that I'm happiest with handheld gaming. Despite that, over the years, if there's been a game that I think I should be interested in, I buy it on launch if I want to support the devs or pick it up on some sort of sale. I find sale shopping for tech and games rewarding. Still, most of the games sit on my shelf, most of which are console ones. Uh, If you want to take anything away from this, I guess this means that I am a gamer that prefers shorter, yet more rewarding experiences. For instance, I've always loved the Punishing SMT series of games. playing Persona 4 Golden right now. However, I find myself actually having to take a break from it, but not from the gameplay. Instead, I know that when the giant info dumps and long periods of cutscenes occur, and often just don't feel like dealing with them on most days. On the other hand, I decided to give Etrian Odyssey 4 demo a try due to pause mentioning the series now and again on the podcast. I find I often can't put it down. It's exactly the amount of feedback and return I've been craving, made better by this being an experience I can make as long or as short as I want with quests and character creation for my guild. However, due to the hustle and bustle in life, I find I can't really devote time to such games on console and PC, so I find myself going back to my mindset as a kid and prioritizing handhelds. But buy when it matters to me and play what I have fun with. Maybe the kid version of me had it right all along. Uh, And now a question. I find I'm enjoying Etrian Odyssey Odyssey 4. Will I enjoy Persona Q? Well, none of us have played Persona Q, so I don't know that any of us can give a definitive answer, but I think you would.
1: Um... (laughs) So, yeah, I would say so. It's Persona Q is Etrian Odyssey 4 slash Untold you like characters.
0: You mentioned you like SMT games, so this seems like a perfect combo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would keep my eye on that. I think you'll like it. Right, now for our last letter. Uh, first to respond, uh, this is from Nostalgia. Uh, to respond to the question posed by Chris, I feel that my gaming habits have changed most certainly within the past year to such a degree as to be unrecognizable from their appearance last year. I've become a different person and spurred by both the account of the robbery of your house and watching YouTuber Austin Evis's house burn down earlier this year have begun to embrace minimalism in games and in most of my life. The way I see it is as follows. There is no need to get a collector's edition or a special edition unless you plan on flipping it for a profit, as it does nothing but give one clutter and physical space that is being taken up. Secondly, I do not buy digital copies, which may seem strange, but it is much more than simply strange. (laughs) For example, digital copies can never be sold. Therefore, they cannot be used to get money back from. Therein, I buy digital copies only for games that I absolutely love. For all other games, I buy them new or in excellent used condition, play it, and when I'm finished, sell it back on Amazon via the Amazon Seller Program, which nets me anywhere from 65% to 75% return on investment, and sometimes, for Nintendo-published games especially, an astounding 85% return on investment. Um, see. I've learned there's no need for me to stockpile games that I will never play again. When I found out that games that I had not played in some time such as a scratch-up copy of Super Smash Brothers Melee without a case that I got for free from a friend could be sold for $45, uh, which I did, I began to embrace the idea of keeping my collection in constant rotation, making sure only to keep games that I absolutely love or that I have not finished yet. Although for some games, if they are not particularly impactful upon my opinion, I disregard them. I've begun to sell game systems or replace them with backwards compatible systems that are a generation older and try to keep my the total number of games down and the total amount of money in my checking account up. Wait, what? I don't understand the thing about selling game systems. Is he saying he's dumping the PS4 in favor of the PS3 or the PS2 in favor of a PS3? Oh, I don't know. Um, Alright, as to your question regarding one good game, I do wish to throw myself into a litany of di- different stories most of the time. However, there are some games, such as Final Fantasy XIV, which are so good that not only do I play them for hundreds of hours, but they almost never get tiresome. I believe I played Final Fantasy XIV for six months before retiring from it temporarily. I'm actually curious to see what you all think of the- regarding the state of my affairs, and I have a question for you. I'm thinking of digitizing my Final Fantasy collection and selling all my physical copies. In order to do such, I would need to purchase all the Final Fantasy games that are available digitally on P- on PSN. Those available on PSN for the Vita, 10 and 102, and those on Steam like 13, and in the future 132 and Lightning Returns as well as purchase of Vita. Do you believe this to be worth the opportunity cost? What opportunity cost? I don't He didn't list an opportunity cost.
3: I suppose suppose the trade-off is um, buying all the games on digitally might be cheaper because you might be able to get more money for the physical copies when selling them, like the older ones, maybe. But
0: then you're stuck with these physical copies, I guess.
3: I'll I'll say this, though. Uh,
2: I think people who buy digitally start in the back of their mind understand, or at least they probably should, that you may have to buy them again digitally somewhere else. Yeah. Like PSN. I mean... Who knows? Sony is not going to be around forever. Yeah, so but
0: I mean, you're talking about his other copy of those games is for a Sony system. So
2: yeah, but they if they're physical, you can always just take out the system. Well,
0: yeah, eventually open. the discs are going to rot.
2: Hey, eventually you're going to rot too. Yeah. So honestly, none of this matters. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, I honestly I don't see anything. Uh, two things on this. One, I don't see what he's proposing here to be that risky. Getting the PSN versions of all those games lets him play them on all the platforms that he has, um, assuming he has a PS3 or something that can play the PS1 games. Um, he's going to pick up a Vita. That seems like a good pickup if you're going to play old PS1 games.
2: How about this? So um, that's all good. And then the Steam version of 13
0: seems to work okay, except unless you hit the escape key.
2: <laughs> just do it slowly over time. There's no reason why you have to do it all at once. You yeah, can buy wait these for games sales, yeah, as they go on sale and slowly. And if you really want to maximize your 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 PNL sheet, <laughs> you know, just wait for sales. Then sell. And, I yeah.
0: mean, yeah, I don't see a reason to rush out and divest yourself of physical copies of games that you love. If it's a game series you love, you don't really need to dump the physical copies of it. But if you want to eventually get there, I think Manny's right on. Yeah, do it slowly. And take advantage of sales and, and patience. Um, since what, what what is it hurting you to have the physical copies in the meantime? And how often do you play these? <laughs> Why are you rushing out to get a digital version of all them right now anyway? It seems to go against, you know, wanting to just play with your what you love, right? Which I guess that's not part of this guy's methodology, but hey, whatever. Um, yeah, picking up a Vita sounds fun. And you can get lots of good stuff on there. Um, though it's not the best platform for selling stuff back on since most of the stuff you want to play on Vita is digital. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, but there was another thing I wanted to say. I don't remember what it is. We should move on. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for feedback. If you want to give us feedback, it's podcastrpgamer.com or 608-729-4098 is the voicemail number. We'll read, we'll play your voicemail on the show or read a letter just like we did there. And, of course, you can also jump onto our forums over at board.rpgamer.com and uh, post your feedback there. So moving on to the news.
1: Beep, 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 beep.
2: Oh, First, I think maybe that was what I was going to say. I forgot. I was thinking, like, this whole time you were talking, I'm like, I forgot something. I was wondering what it was. It seems like it's funny that I was just noticing that our audience still is primarily like really into Japanese RPGs because so many of them seem to have just switched over seamlessly to handheld and are happy there because that's what the JRPGs want. Yep.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, I think that is the majority of our our audience. Um, I'm definitely
2: in the minority because I think that's probably why I left handheld gaming as a whole.
0: Because of all the JRPGs?
2: Just – I'm just (laughs) – there's not much coming out of Japan that I'm much interested in, and the few that are there are like just, you know, enough to justify the price of what I would pay. Yeah. Interesting though.
1: That being said, I think the audience that we have that's into western RPGs has grown dramatically. I mean, I remember back in the day, air quote, when it was like we had that one token guy on our forums who liked PC RPGs, and everybody was like, what are you doing on the PC? And um, now we have a lot of people that are Western RPG lovers, both on staff and in our fan base. So I don't think you're in a tiny minority, if that
0: helps. (laughs) Cool. Still just a weirdo.
2: PCs, why would you do that? Don't you know Sony knows exactly what's right for you at all
0: times?
1: (laughs) Why you know Nintendo?
0: (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Is that how we do this now? Why you move know, into
1: Why Metroid no crawl?
0: <laughs> That's the best Smash Brothers trophy ever. This is it really a
2: Smash
1: Brothers
0: trophy? It yes. references the crawl thing. Yeah. It's it's funny because Samus, unlike most action heroes, instead of crawling, Samus's suit enables her to roll up into a ball. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. And there's uh, also
3: a pretty, pretty fly for a shy guy joke on the oh, shy guy trophy. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> I think it's funny now but we go back later, like in like two years, be like, oh, all of these jokes are so outdated.
0: <laughs> no, there'll be a new Smash Brothers by then. It won't matter.
1: In two years? I don't think so. Uh, I Come on. Why Metroid No Crawl is kind of timeless.
0: No, it isn't. I really don't think it is. Because <laughs> it, was, it, it was born out of um, the Miiverse, and people will forget what the Miiverse is in two years.
2: <laughs> I forgot what the Miiverse was until you said
0: <laughs> Miiverse. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got two new Castlevania titles. Two new. Two Castlevania comings to the North American Wii U Virtual Console, Dracula X, and... Um,
1: some of the first GBA games that are coming, right? No. Well, what else is there? Well, Dracula the X is
0: a TurboGrafx game, right?
1: No, but there's no. two Game Boy Advance games. I don't know
0: combined. what it is. I'm an idiot. It's And then Circle the Moon is the GBA game. I don't know what the Dracula X version will be. I forget what... It doesn't say in here what system they're emulating.
1: One of them is... G, at least one of them is GBA. Yeah, Circle the Moon. Yeah, that's one of the first GBA games on Wii U, isn't it?
0: Probably.
2: It was a Game Boy Advance launch title. I remember that's what I bought when I got my GBA. (laughs) My purple GBA.
1: What? You had a purple? Oh, right, 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 right. The grape.
2: It was at launch. You didn't have much choice, and the white ones were hard to get.
0: Dracula X is a a Super Nintendo port of the TurboGrafx-16 game, which is the one you want, actually. Rondo of Blood. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got lots of screenshots up for Dragon Age 3 Inquisition and Nobody a trailer. Expects the trailer. Inquisition. I don't know why I put that in here.
2: Oh, I did a Q&A roundtable with those peoples.
0: Uh, you want to tell us about
2: it? Uh, it was mainly about customization. Uh, I'll just give you the quick rundown that I can remember. Okay. Okay, so lots of options for customizing your face among, uh, was it four or five different races, including the Qunari, uh, dwarves, I think elves, right? Humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't change body type or height. If you're really into that kind of stuff, you can't do that. Um, lots of schematics. Like, there's a lot of flexibility. So like, I'll just give you a quick example. So I have this sword that I have. I found a schematic for it. And depending on the materials I put into it, it can radically change what that sword becomes. So say I have a bit of iron. I can use that to that gives the items certain properties so it's all about this sort of slot system so in the first slot i'll put in the schematic i'll put iron it'll give the blade a certain strength and a certain like kind of sheen to its color and its metal and then i can put in a different hilt and then there's like things like different items i can put into the slots so okay now i can put this in here's electrified or here this will boost its stats or then you can come in and swap it out. Okay, I have gold now. It'll look different. It'll react differently. It'll do that kind of stuff. And you can do that for not only weapons, but you can also do that for armor. So you maybe have this armor set. Be like, I don't like these pants. I'll put in these pants better because they look nicer. Uh, I This looks. It need this set needs to be a little bit stronger. I found some steel. I'll put in some steel. It'll change the look of it. Um, What else? Lots of crafting. You can do similar things with the kind of crafting so like say you say I have a, a jar of bees that I throw at people. Eventually I can go to an wait, alchemist. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. What?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a grenade, jar of bees grenade. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my jar of bees grenade and I can go to an alchemist and be like, "Hey, yo, if you do this thing for me, I'll upgrade your jar of bees." So now whenever Two I Two jar of jar- hornets so, so like for example yeah so now whenever I craft my jar of bees it'll automatically be upgraded to jar of hornets or okay. like right. or I do something for a guy now my, whenever I, I refill my potions there'll be a stronger level or version of the, of those potions um okay for your companions you can do all of this for your companions as well but it won't overwrite their basic personality or sort of like style so I think Anders was, he was the dwarf from Dragon Age 2 right?
0: mm. Yeah,
2: and I think he's coming back. Well, so let's just, just pretend he's, he's in this yeah. game, even if he's not. <laughs> so, so say I can put the exact same sort of armor on me as on him, but on him it'll look different. It'll you know more conform to his style. Is like sort of loose, more like a player kind of fashion sense. And same thing with all your other companions. So the same armor set will look different across everyone. And of course, you can go in there and change the pants, change the materials, put different things in different slots. It's very detailed. Very, very detailed. Um, I think that's everything that I got. Cool. Good night. Okay. Night.
0: (laughs) All right. What was uh, we were talking about? Dragon Age. How did we get there? I don't even remember.
2: You said Dragon Age. uh, Oh, I did because the
0: Inquisition screenshots.
2: Yeah, we got those exclusive screenshots to go with that thing.
0: And now I found where in my timeline I can continue. Falling Skies. Is out now on multiple or out now, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- you probably wrote the press release for this, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us, Anna? No, okay. <laughs> Falling I Skies live- is out now for PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U in North America and oh, Europe. Not Wii U, what
1: got delayed the day of the launch.
0: Oh, ouch!
2: For a quick rundown, just think of it as like a as a as a lower budget or like a smaller scale licensed XCOM,
0: yep. As far as the game, yes, yeah, yeah. Fe- featuring that doctor from um, ER.
1: Huh?
0: No, Noah. Noah Wiley. Noah Wiley.
1: <laughs> oh, is he in ER? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> For most of it, yeah. Let's see. Boot Hill Heroes is coming to Steam. If you He's remember Boot Hill Steam. Heroes. It's out on Steam, yeah. Boot Hill Heroes is that uh, Western cowboy RPG thing, and it's episodic. It is episodic, but I don't think the second or third episodes have come out on any platform. No, it's out on the Vita as well. Uh, came out a couple months ago on the Vita. Um, I love the music in this game. I think it's got a cool battle system. I highly recommend people check it out. It's like ten bucks or less. It's like five bucks right now. I think on sale. So go 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 get Boot Hill Heroes. Um, it has music by Vert. Jake Kaufman, he's awesome, and Nintendo says to get a fantasy life. (laughs) It's an interesting uh, headline. There's a trailer for from the new game, and let's see what's our date.
1: Mm, Can't come out here soon enough.
0: October 24th, Anna, and then in Europe October 26th. So uh, ah, here we go. Something useful. Fennel fantasy. Fennel fennel fantasy. Mmm. Fennel Fennel. fantasy. Final Fantasy Explorers Media and Details. Final Fantasy for Vegans. Yeah, Final Fantasy for Vegan Edition. So, let's see. They've got uh, more characters that they're showing in the game. Terra, Clouds, Wall, Lightning. Okay. And there's a Monster Research Lab where you can bring a soul stole and create monsters that can be added to your party. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. It's still not announced for North America or Europe, but it is coming out on Nintendo 3DS in Japan on December 18th, 2014. Let's hope it comes out here. I want my casual Final Fantasy Monster Hunter. Come on.
1: This might actually get me to play a Monster Hunter. Well,
0: it it is not really Monster Hunter, (laughs) but yes. All right. Um, Oh, speaking of Game Boy games on Virtual Console, Harmony of Dissonance will be coming to Wii U on October 16th, as well as another popular game among our viewers.
1: Harvest
0: Moon Game Boy Color Two coming to the 3DS. There you go. And that is a DS game.
1: What?
0: No, that's a what? Oh, it's a Game Boy Color game. Sorry, you said Game so Boy Color. So when I said
1: yeah. Harvest Moon Game Boy Color Two coming to the 3DS, you yes, just sort of took a nap.
0: I'm tired. Yes, you got me up early. Lost I'm Valley. Okay, what's going on with this? Somebody posted a bunch of screenshots of Bachelors from Lost Valley in a news story on our site. Yeah. Okay. So you can go read that if you want to learn about Tony, Gilbert, and Hunter. And when...
1: I think at some point there was a story about April, Catherine...
0: Catherine. And the other one? Emily. Emily. You couldn't remember. <laughs> no, ah. <I> couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. You can't remember. Shoot, shoot. Speaking of falling asleep... Uh, We've also got a uh, story up where you can go meet the cast of Tears to Tierra 2. Um, It says the cast, but it's really the characters, because the cast would be the people who voice the characters, right? Uh, If you don't remember Tales to Tierra 2, um, that is a tactical RPG for PS3. It's uh, due for release on October 14th in North America, November 11th in Europe. And is Tears to Tierra already out? Did Tears to Hero 1 come out and we just missed it, Anna?
1: No, it never came out. It's like Conception 2.
0: Oh, so we only get the second one. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. All right. Well, oh, it's uh, it's out in like three days. Yes. Uh, does anyone care?
1: Uh, Anna it's cares. On
0: it's on my list. Christmas list. Yeah, all right. Costume Quest 2 came out this week. It has a launch trailer you can go check out, and there are costumes back from the first game. There's new costumes, and there's time travel. So, go save Halloween. Wait, what? Yes, there's time travel. (laughs) You didn't expect that, did you?
1: (laughs) Nobody expects
0: time travel. Well, after you do the time travel, they might expect it. Dragon Age Origins is free on Steam. uh, On Steam. On Origin, rather, right now. So, go to Origin and sign up for an Origin account. Remember, it's fine now. It's the official Minister of Finance approval for Origin. And you can sue, uh, You can uh, get Dragon Age Origins for free. And uh, Manny and, and Quinn have fallen asleep.
3: No, I'm still here.
0: Oh, okay. Old Republic is getting an expansion. Who's going to the Old Republic expansion?
3: Oh, um, wait. Nah.
2: <laughs> Before you explain this, okay, just send a little message once you're done explaining this one. Okay. Because I'm the only person on the planet who's just about to start playing
0: the Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, the first one. Yes.
1: I've never played it.
0: Are you playing it on your iPad? Yeah, I'm about to. If
1: I'm going to play it, that's where I would play it.
0: We have it on iPad, Anna. I know. Okay.
2: It's a pretty damn good port, too. Cloud saves. uh, It has good controller support. They even had a dedicated button to twirl your sword.
0: Ooh. Alright, Knights of the Old Republic is getting its first, or second expansion. It's called Shadow of Revan, which is weird, because I remember killing Revan in a dungeon in that game, so I don't know what's going on, um, but apparently... You
1: didn't really kill her.
0: Apparently not. Nobody. Nobody's ever really dead in Star Wars. Uh, if you pre-order, you get a week of early access, an in-game Revan statue, an in-game statue, <laughs> and the first expansion just thrown in. Um <laughs> If you pre-order before... uh, Okay, they've got staggered pre-orders. So the earlier you pre-order, the more stuff you get. That stuff I just said is if you pre-order before November 2nd. If you pre-order before December 9th, um, you get the statue as well as the expansion. But you don't get the one week of early access. Okay, that was really poorly written. All right. Uh, Any paying subscribers who pre-order the expansion will also receive a 12 times experience boost while playing cl- story class missions with the boost effect of up to December 1st. So basically if you, what you should be doing and how to interpret this is if you really are interested in getting back into the elder public for some reason, um, you can subscribe and get a 12 times experience boost. So they've now made it so you can level up by playing only your story missions. You can skip all the side quests and just play the interesting missions like your Wait, single crap, player RPG. Really? Yeah. Jesus. That, that's what the 12 times experience boost is really for. Yeah. So it's 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 all about play, paying your, uh, playing your class missions. So if you want to play the other character classes and see the story of those uh, classes, now's a great time to jump in and do that.
3: Wait, so is this a, t- a temporary thing or?
0: Yes, up until December 1st.
3: Uh, fair enough.
0: So if you are interested in the older public and you've been putting it off, and you just only cared about the story, the story missions. Uh yeah. This is this is what you've been waiting for. Um I think you have to subscribe to get that boost though. So subscribe for a month, get your boost and enjoy the game. And uh Yeah, okay.
3: very quickly level everything up to whatever the <laughs> hell the level cap is now. Uh, like, like
0: it's fifty five currently and it will be sixty when the expansion comes out. You see. And fifty was when it launched, right? So
3: Yeah, it was fifty when it came out.
0: So there you go. That's uh, Star Wars The Old Republic expansion, and the expansion's only 20 bucks to begin with, so that's not too bad either. The game is very affordable, (laughs) which is very sad, (laughs) given how much they spent on it. Anna, we have more Harvest Moon stories. I don't know why we didn't put them all together, because I'm an idiot.
1: The game has a release date.
0: No, and you have plushies (laughs) revealed.
1: Yeah, as part of the release date.
0: Oh, okay. But I care more about the plushies, so tell us about the plushies.
1: Okay. If you pre-order the game from GameStop or EB Games or the Natsume Online Store, you get a little doggy, and this is the same doggy that you can get in-game for your character. Ooh. And that's the same size of all of our
0: little pre-order plushies. Five inches.
1: Yeah. Um, and then if you pre-order the Collector's Edition, which is on the Natsume Online Store, you get a... It's like well, we call it a 12 inch, but including the ears, it's actually closer to 15.
0: It's a big rabbit. Yep. It looks like the Smart rabbit hair. from My Little Pony, actually. Um,
1: <laughs> it's one of the wild animals in the Lost Valley.
0: It's got evil rabbit
1: eyes. No, it doesn't.
0: It has cute rabbit eyes. Yes, it does. They're evil. Mm-hmm. Look at its eyes. Mm-hmm. It's evil. All right. So that's uh, the premium bunny edition. Is that what you're actually calling it? That's the, if you get the bunny. It's called the collector's edition. Oh, okay. (laughs) In this story, it's labeled the premium bunny edition. Hey, which I think is a better name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Release date's November 4th, and still no European release date, but sometime 2015. 2015. That's not a date, that's a year.
1: (laughs) Uh, We'll announce the European publisher soon.
0: Uh huh. Luminaries. What is Luminaries? Um, Oh, I see. So G- Screenix Enix released, Dragon Quest 2, luminaries of the legendary line on uh, iOS and Android. It's 5 bucks in the U.S., £3, pounds, 450 euros.
2: <sighs> Nobody cares. Speaking of iOS, yeah? uh, Banner Saga was released last yeah.
0: week. Yeah, Sa- that's a good point. Banner Saga is out on iOS. People are saying it's like a really good port that like, might play better than even the PC version. So if you've been wanting to play Banner Saga and didn't want to play it on PC... Which I think you're crazy because it's an awesome game. Go play it. Um, get it on tablet now. And and you can join the wait with the rest of us for the second episode. Cause that that game, man, the cliffhanger in that game. <laughs> Did you play it at all, Manny?
3: Nope. No. Not yet.
0: You going to? Oh, we'll see. Uh, it's good. You a tactical PC RPG? That's that's a good game.
2: Ah. Uh... It's funny. because like, That's the biggest complaints I hear from people who are really into tactical RPGs.
0: Okay. Well, obviously, I'm a, I'm a lightweight tactical RPG, no, as you the reason judge for my difficulty levels. <laughs>
2: like the reason why is because like, uh how you don't have a lot of control over the, how they level up, especially considering that you, you have to share those resources across, either feeding your people or yep. leveling them up. Also, yep. the, the, the worst part is the way that the, the turns rotate. They always rotate between enemy and the player, regardless of how many p- opponents are on the team. So it meant that a lot of people ended up like whittling down someone's health like to maybe one or two and then moving on to the next person and moving them all down. Because mm-hmm. if you would kill the weakest people outright, then you're just giving the strongest people more turns. Huh. Oh. So it's it's just a really weird system. Hmm.
0: <laughs> i'm just realizing i've been playing the game wrong right. <laughs> i didn't know i didn't, that was I one didn't of your put that with together that with your fight, right? i i wasn't my i don't remember it being a problem i had i just think i never put that together um
2: that it kept on rotating back and forth regardless yeah yeah so like if you kill all the weak guys and then just leave the biggest guy with the you know the, the biggest heavy hitter with the most armor then he gets he gets to attack every other turn if he's the only one left huh well, then you get to Blitz. Then it goes Blitz mode if he's the only one left. But say if there's two of those guys yeah. and you leave those two, like, big heavy hitters, then it goes, you attack, then hit, then the big one attacks, then the other big one attacks, then you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's I out. don't remember that. I need to, maybe I should do another play through that game. All right. <laughs> now I, you can on yes, your mobile on device. On my mobile device. Yeah. No. I I have it on PCM. I like it on that. All right.
2: No, play it on your iPhone 6 Plus.
0: No, I don't have a 6 Plus.
2: Oh, uh, did it bend on you already? <laughs> it did it tried. get caught in your hair and then bend? It, it
0: wanted to be a flip phone. and it,
2: you know, No, it's cool. It. It's cool. I get it. Like it got caught in your hair, Uh huh. your rich, luxurious hair, and then while you're trying to pull it out, it bent in half.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just and then it leaked hair.
2: all of your nude photos on the internet at the same time. Yes, God damn you, a- Apple. What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> Koei te- Tecmo has announced it will be releasing the PlayStation Vita port of *Atelier Aisha*, *Aisha*, uh, *Atelier Aisha Plus*, *The Alchemist of Dust* in Europe. The game will be—it's going to be digital only through PSN in January 2015—and come with both English and Japanese audio. Go ahead, man.
2: What I want to know is how did the Japanese say uh, Aisha?
0: I don't know. Aisha. 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 Maybe Zoltan Ayesha. will do it for us. Aisha. I'd be um, interested to hear well, like the- They can do Sha Sha It would be Sha Wouldn't it Wouldn't be Sha It would be Sha Sh-sh-ha. Oh anyway uh, The Vita port It has all the Downloadable content From the original game A harder difficulty Setting new enemies And the ability To switch party members At any time uh, Still no release For the US Confirmed But we expect We'll see it soon uh, Terra Battle is out Anna mentioned it earlier uh, it's out on both iOS and uh, and Android, so you can do that. And ooh, they, ooh, Zach even referenced my interview with Sakaguchi, where you can see Sakaguchi face palm himself. It's great. And uh, yeah, let's see.
1: <laughs> That's a point of uh, great pride for him.
0: I yeah, I made I made him face palm himself.
1: What did you say to him that made him face palm?
0: Oh, I don't remember. It was. It was not a facepalm. It just looks like he, that. No,
1: he was just rubbing his face. Yeah. We were his first interview in yeah. the morning. Yeah, it was
0: tight. Like, like, what?
2: did want to talk about? Yeah, uh, on
1: the fourth day of PAX, we were his first on interview. On the fourth
0: day of PAX, my true love came to me. All right. In the next Pokemon game, you will be able to fly around in the sky and find Pokemon.
1: Cool.
0: You'll be flying both Pokemon in the game's overworld and in the sky. You will encounter legendaries such as Reshiram, Zekrom, Dialga, and Palkia.
2: Wait, did you say Reshiram? Resharam. Reshiram chumpy lover. Sh- wait. wait. What?
0: Love, Sh- et- love each
2: other. You never heard the Reshiram love each other song? No. Resharam, love each other. 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 Love, each잔, love, e- Rashram, love each other. Love, eachata, love each other. Oh, you need to Google that. That thing's a legend on the internet.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know.
2: That's exactly what I said as I was watching that video repeatedly. I don't know
0: what this video is you're referring to.
2: The Reshiram, a guy made a music video where he, about him and how Reshiram love each other.
0: Oh, very much. love each other, married to Reshiram? Yes. Oh, but it wants me to log in to watch this. What is
1: this? Because it's adult content.
2: No,
0: it's not
1: adult content. I don't know why you have to
2: log like in. It. It's been mirrored across multiple sites. But the, the song eventually just turns into ch- the people call it the Chubby Lutter song because that's what he sounds like after he says, like, a bunch oh, of like 10- chubby just- Lutter, chubby Lutter, chubby Lutter.
0: Whoa, somebody reversed it. There we go.
2: Can the audience at home hear it too?
0: No, whoa,
2: that's probably for the whoa. best.
0: Whoa! No, okay, that was you... no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, we're no, not no, making no, this work on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear this.
1: <laughs> together
0: forever, show. together forever. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Who's just an RPG? <laughs> Should I know who that is? Uh, that's Do a good who question. Is? Who is just an RPG? Apparently they don't have a YouTube channel or anything, so I don't know where people are finding this content. No,
2: those, these are old gems from the internet.
0: Okay. Old gems. Oh, boy. Sean
2: Elliott uh, Elliot Select.
0: Oh, are they? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Hyper... What is this? Hyper Devotion Noir, Goddess Black Heart, has been announced for North America and Europe. Yeah. It is Compile Heart's Noir spin-off of the Neptunia series. What? Yeah, it'll be available both retail and download. Unlike previous hyperdimension neptunia games, Hyper Devotion Noir is not set in the world of game industry, but instead within a similar but separate world known as Gamarket
1: Gamarket Game Market. <laughs> this-
0: The CPUs of each of the four nations are locked in heated battle against one another for dominion over this world. Just as Noir is one step away from complete domination, the CPUs are suddenly robbed of their powers by an unknown force. Now, in order to save the world from destruction, the four CPUs must unite Game Market and defeat the Onslaught. I What? 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 Why? Don't look at me.
1: what is this I don't even?
0: Tales of Hearts R is coming with six extra <laughs> costumes if you pre-order it in Japan. So there you go, John. If you haven't pre-ordered Tales of Hearts R... Oh, wait. This is the um, North America... No, you're right. This is the Tales of... This is the North America version. Sorry. Sorry. And it's a Vita, so of course you're not going to do that. All right. Um, Ultroson, uh, wait, I do,
3: I do have a Vita, you know. A
0: US Vita? Doesn't
3: oh, matter. Wait. Yeah. Doesn't matter, though.
0: It doesn't? No. Oh. All right.
1: It's just simpler to have two different memory cards.
0: Yeah. No, two different Vitas, because you still have to reset it, even with a separate memory card.
1: Yeah, but that's not hard.
0: Yeah, Get two Vitas. Right. Everyone should have it's 20 expensive. Vitas. Just a vest I of do Vitas. not agree with this sentiment. I in want the Vest of Vitas.
2: Oh, a Vita, Scott, yeah, a Vita the Vest. the Vita Vest. <laughs> got, yeah. Wait, this no. guy Vita Vest? That works even better. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I need to go back and listen to those old Mac rumors, like the very the, I mean, oh, the Mac old break Mac weeklies. break weeklies. I gotta listen to the number one. Scott's I gotta
0: just... yeah, Scott's best of iPhones.
2: I just gotta hear that, like, like why people are so excited about the, these smartphones. I I don't even understand. I don't even really think they had a concept for what they would be. Just that Apple was doing it.
0: It was a phone, a music player,
2: <laughs> and an internet communicator. <laughs> yeah. See. Oh no! Here's the famous line. And today we're announcing three amazing new products. Yep. First is a phone. The second is a touchscreen iPod, and the third is an internet communicator. A phone, a touchscreen iPod, an internet communicator. A phone. Are you starting to get it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yay! Oh my God, Steve Jobs. It totally I works you. for me. I, like I, I, I fell right into it because I didn't get that they were the same thing at first. And like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: You know, what you, you know what we sound like? Uh, you remember Wind Waker? The guy who would look through the telescope <laughs> oh. and, you, and you would click on him oh. and he'd go... Oh.
0: I also sound like 50% of Japanese television. It, or, it, trust or, me. It's, it's just all... Oh. You know, that really is my favorite thing
2: about that game. And also the fish. Whenever you talk to the fish, you go... Okay. You Remember the little fish who would fill in your map?
0: That's uh, We haven't played much Wind Waker Oh, I blame Anna. I blame
1: Chris.
2: <laughs> Deal, that should be the title of this episode. You just. Oh,
3: oh. I, I would have gone with gender bender, but you know, <laughs> you I don't know, get the, to make up. I don't the the get, to make the I get to make The title of this
0: episode will be. The title of this episode will be Jar of Bees.
2: <laughs> Jar of Bees. Right. could not it be even better if we just move along? Nothing to see here.
0: <laughs> None uh, of your Sh- business. Shiva. I,
3: I, uh, unfortunately, we can't go for uh, r rated titles and just call this podcast What Penis.
0: Oh. <laughs> Shiva and the Rogue and Ninja cl- job classes are coming up in Final Fantasy XIV, Realm Reborn 2.4. But another edition has been announced. Uh, it's called... Uh, it comes in some dude's thing cl- named Hildebrand. I don't know who this is, but apparently he's back. Yes, you do. I do? Yes, yeah. you do. And he... I don't think I've done this quest.
1: Oh, you've met Hildebrand.
0: Oh,
3: okay. He's the clueless one. This, this, he's the sharp-dressed man.
0: Okay. He's, uh, he's got a Mikote sidekick named Nashu Maharaka, and they're going to have a new chapter based on something called The Coliseum's Treasure, where Hildebrand and others will head to the Amagina Cup tournament held in the Old Colosseum, Coliseum. And in that Coliseum, you will run into people... Like Typhon and Ultros and from Final Fantasy VI.
1: Funga!
3: So there. Yeah, that does look kind of fun. Although, admittedly, I am mostly going back to Final Fantasy XIV for Shiva and uh, Rogue.
0: I don't, like, I don't like this. The, whoever wrote this story in Silicon Era asserts that Altros was just a receptionist at the Coliseum in Final Fantasy VI. But um, y- you get to fight him in uh, Typhon, don't wh- you? I th- no. No. I thought you get to wager a certain sword and you can fight him.
3: You No fight... when you wager the sword, that's how you fight Typhon. Oh he is only he I know you fight him a couple of times in the story, but yeah, otherwise obviously. he is only a receptionist, receptionist in World of that's Ruin. Lame. Yes, mm.
1: he is the receptionist. I think that was my favorite part of that game.
0: <laughs> Alright, so and then you can see achievement action. Yeah. You mm-hmm. guys, you guys. Mm-hmm.
2: Million dollar podcast idea from Ollie Boss. Alright. Okay a podcast in which confused forgetful guests try to retell the convoluted stories of long-running game franchises or comics. The podcast would be called Lore in Order.
0: Uh, uh. Why what does the forgetfulness have to do with it?
2: Okay, so I think okay, so what happens is if I remember, okay, so some okay. guy, his name's <laughs> Snake, I think. Order. Okay, so um
0: he's in a this submarine, island, right?
2: And it's like it's, it's covered in snow and yeah. uh he gets. He comes in like a submarine, right?
3: And he finds and then his he goes bandana. In the submarine.
2: And there's like this elevator part, and then he yeah. takes off his mask. He's like, whoa. So then he walks into the thing, and some Chinese lady keeps on talking to him about uh, Chinese stuff.
0: The art of war. Know. Yeah, I don't know.
2: And then um, you sneak in, right? And yes. then
0: I'm not sure what happens. Some black guy dies. I, I don't know. There's like a, a Metal Gear and a, a guy in a diaper. Um.
2: Wait, What? No, no, that's later. That's the that's actually the, it's not a guy. It's a baby No, it's a monkey. It's a monkey baby, who doesn't no. have hair. But we'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> Please, it's not a monkey baby. It doesn't have
1: hair I
2: need scissors. <laughs> Dude, why was the monkey wearing a diaper? if He wasn't a baby.
0: It wasn't a monkey. Um, because... the Johnny is the one. Oh, never mind.
2: No, no, I'm talking about the monkey. Drevins monkey. Um, oh my gosh, I remember that. Because if you don't put that. a
1: diaper on a monkey, they'll fling poo everywhere.
2: No no my monkeys are better trained than that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And somebody and they, you meet a wolf trainer somewhere. Wolf and, trainer? Yeah. Wolf trainer. Sniper, and then you go to an office and sniper have to wolf. dodge
1: a ninja around yeah. paper piles.
2: Yeah. Did you know that anime is a revolution in Japan? As a rev not, Arterna- what was it called? Adam? Police knots?
0: Narada. Ner- There's some Naruto game where you're a ninja. No, 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 no,
2: that's a different franchise, man. Okay. That's a different franchise. Okay. This podcast could totally work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is awful. We can't even get on the same page to make fun of the game in the same way.
2: <laughs> that's why you get forgetful guests. It works every
0: time. Yeah, I see. Oh, no, no, there was a tank. Yeah, I know there's a tank, but there's also a walking tank.
1: And the grenades. Can you throw grenades at the tank?
0: I need scissors. Yes, you can.
1: Doesn't do anything. Pressure ram. Love each other.
0: What are we talking about? Oh, um, let's see. There's you know, a story about. We get
1: complaints about being off-topic. I think this is what people are referring
0: to. What is my next story? Here is World of Warlords of Draenor's new dungeons will take you to volcanic caverns and more did I put this? There's dungeons. They're talking about the dungeons. Uh, you can find...
3: Yay, dungeons. I'm, I'm sure I'll do them at some yeah. point. I'm sure you'll play them way
0: too many times and get tired of them.
1: Hey, Chris, you can order BlizzCon now.
0: Um, in theory.
1: Oh, does the buy button Did he reply?
0: Work?
1: Well, no. I saw it on the Battle.net thing today.
0: Okay. Well, I'll see if it works now because okay. it didn't work yesterday, or two, two days ago or whatever.
1: Okay. I bet it'll work now. <laughs> What are
2: you guys talking about? Trying to uh, order BlizzCon on DirecTV. Oh, that's right, because the DirecTV ticket is different from the virtual ticket, right? Uh-huh. That's right.
0: Even though you get all the virtual ticket stuff, if you want to be able to actually watch it on your DirecTV box, you've got to order it through DirecTV.
2: So, have you guys decided who's going to get the virtual ticket items?
0: Chris? Um, Except the mount. Well, nobody yet, because I still can't actually buy it. But you can't split up the wait, items. Wait, there's
3: can't... a mount. Ma- oh, wait, yeah, no, have the have mount's for, Heart, for Heroes of the... Whatever. Isn't it?
0: Well, I mean, we could buy it. Twice. Heroes of the Storm, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Heart yeah, of the yeah. Heart of the Heroes.
0: Heart of the Swarmy Heroes. Heroes of the Swarm. Heroes yes. of the Heart. Heart of the Cards.
3: Hey, if they don't if they don't give some like significant information on um thingy, uh, the next StarCraft two thing, I'm gonna be really pissed off. It's oh, just, actually, it's just FYI,
2: if we're gonna talk about this, we should because um. They also announced the floors, the floor plan for the show, what's going to be on the show floor, as well as the panel schedule, so we can find out right now what they're going to talk about.
0: Okay, what is it? Open it up, man. I'm lying what? on the couch right now. I don't know where it is. Where am I supposed to find it? Blizzcon.com. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was actually trying to order Blizzcon, so. My well, I yeah, can do.
2: Yeah. So you, okay. So. Uh... Can you guys put up the items? How you, how how?
0: No, you can't. How, it's one. It's one code. No, we can't get. It's
1: out. one code. I thought it was multiple. No, it's one code. Okay, my bad. Then All Chris right. is going to get them because map so and
0: bad. schedule. We'll see what happens. Event. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 what am I looking? at? Oh, what I hear the want? rumor too the... that
2: uh, Metallica is going to be playing this year's show. What? <laughs>
1: What the hell?
0: I don't see any comment on who's playing, but uh, the schedule... Okay, I've got a map. Does that really tell us anything? Do you care about the map?
2: Uh, It's interesting to see what the... Most of the show... There's actually okay, bigger but than last year. we're on a
0: podcast. I don't know what to tell you. No, all I'll
2: right. say, I'm saying right now, it's bigger than last year. All right, here And it we seems go. like most of it is dedicated to esports this From year. From left, left like... to
0: right. From left to right. We got the main stage. It's definitely the biggest stage with all the seats. That's where you see like the biggest panels and stuff. Then we've got a Hearthstone tournament stage. Um, along with a Hearthstone display area and the DirecTV broadcast stage, all right? And then some other stupid vendor, vendor boots, including... <laughs> this map even has, like, where the Tyrael stash, uh, statue is, which I like. And here's where the Ulden statue is. All right, cool. Then we got a graffiti roll and a place where you can apply to work at Blizzard. Okay, great. And then the next big stage is the wor- World of Warcraft and Heroes of the Storm tournament stage. <coughs> Excuse me. And then that's in the big old World Warcraft display area where you can play the game. And a big old Heroes of the Storm area where you can wait in line and play Heroes of the Storm. And then if you keep going further to the right, you got the BlizzCon store. Um, another panel stage, the smaller panel stage. Um, StarCraft Two's display area, including a signing area. And Diablo III's display area, including a signing area. Then there's an art gallery. An artist stage. I don't know what that's used for. Um, keep going it's to the right. They have, yeah. like,
2: little panels and, like, little signings there.
0: Yeah, I don't think they broadcast those. No, not at all. And then there's a little charity auction place, which is, I didn't know they did a charity auction. A uh, place where you can buy some food. And then a big old, and it looks, man, this stage That's is weird. New. That's the new edition. This is a StarCraft II tournament stage.
2: Before it was only halls A, B, C, and yeah. then it became A, B, C, D. And yeah. now it's A, B, C, D, and this giant, like, rotunda for just for StarCraft tournaments.
0: So I don't know if that's like a new addition in the facility or whatnot, but...
2: Yeah. um, They just never opened up that section of it. Oh, okay. They usually lock that off. But that means like that this show is part... If you look at the panel schedule, too, it seems like there's less panels and a lot more tournaments. It this year is all eSports. It's all
0: eSports, which makes sense because it seems like they're trying to... Whoa, 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 whoa. I just noticed something on the bottom of the map. Access to Dolby Atmos Theater, level three. So apparently Dolby is trying to... Woo gamers to using their Atmos stuff or something. Yeah,
2: level the the third floor is usually closed, so i wonder what's
0: up with that. Uh, I think it's all going to be a demo. Are you going? Do you have you gotten? Uh, press I don't pass? know. I need to get on. The, I need to. Yeah, you do need to get, on that, need to get on that because other press <laughs> people already have their passes. Anna oh, got. Anna got an email for
3: it. the. Uh, they just put the schedules up.
0: Yes. Um. Yes. So let's see.
3: Like the whole full schedules.
0: Yeah, no. I, yeah, I've got them up in my screen here. So, uh, what do we care about? Uh, I, I, there's so much to read. Okay, so let me try and do quick highlights for you. Um, obviously, lots of Hearthstone tournaments that'll probably be a cool thing to watch if you're not into like the harder esports. There's a World of Warcraft movie presentation. Um, a next, what's next for Diablo Three? Um, yeah, okay, these their titles are so generic, so they can announce whatever they want. You know, the, <laughs> here. Let me read you the panel titles: Warcraft movie presentation. That tells you nothing. Diablo 3, what's next? That tells you nothing. Heroes of the Storm overview. Okay. Hearthstone. You, know, you can
2: click on those and they give little descriptions.
0: Yeah. Journey into the Eye of the Storm with the art and design teams and get a glimpse at what's brewing on the horizon.
3: Okay, yes. That was a <laughs> principal, well, Apparently Hearthstone's got a new... Uh, it, or it will They will announce a 100-plus card expansion to Hearthstone.
0: Yeah, most likely. But the, the title of the session is Hearthstone Fireside Chat. So they put these on there. So that depending on what their marketing schedules like, they can announce whatever they want in these or whatnot, right?
2: What I'm wondering about is like this two-hour gap between the opening ceremony and any panels. Is that because they're going to start doing championship tournaments they want people to get into? Or is it because they legitimately don't have any panel space? I, I don't. Or, you know, even when the people said it's because they're going to announce uh, Heroes the, the the Protoss expansion, but... In previous years, they even if they were announcing the expansion, they would just say, what's next, one hour afterwards, you know?
0: StarCraft Two. what's next, is from 4.45 to 5.45 p.m. on the first day.
2: So do you think, if there, if, huh, it makes it sound like
0: there's not going to be much. We don't know. I mean, they could be talking about StarCraft Two right then, you know? It is weird that there's only one StarCraft Two panel on that day, but I guess that's because they have a Heroes of the Storm thing now. So yeah, actually they have one panel for each game on the first day: Diablo three, Heroes, Hearthstone, World of Warcraft, and Starcraft. So that actually makes kind of sense.
3: Wait, do you, um do the do the BlizzCon stuff? If you have the ticket, do they basically go on like on demand? Yes. Once? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know. You can stream it and know.
0: watch it on demand. Yep.
3: Yeah. Because I well obviously the cons in the US and I live in England and yeah well no
0: yeah. no not an issue um it's on demand immediately over and then it'll be so. Like, the first day or two after the event, you'll have to, like, load up the entire day's worth of video and kind of scrub through to where your panel is. And then, usually, a couple of days after, they'll have it all broken up where you can just click a link and start that exact panel. So, yep. Uh, StarCraft Two has an exhibition event on the first night. So, I don't know what they'll be showing off there. Maybe the new expansion. Maybe not. Um, and there's more exhibition on... S- uh on saturday morning so i guess they're probably just guest celebrity matches or something uh, all right second day world of warcraft live raid that's a normal thing here's the storm sound of the nexus so they're doing a sound panel for heroes uh Hearthstone, how to become an arena legend is a panel that's all by itself doesn't have a corresponding second panel uh here's the storm deep dive evolving reapers of souls uh, StarCraft 2 multiplayer panel, World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor cinematic intro, Reforging the Past. They always love to do a panel about their cinematics. And then a World of Warcraft Q&A, which always runs too long. And, well, that's it. There's no other Q&As, I noticed.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seems like it's heavy esports this year. Yep.
0: And like then, that's uh... their
2: primary focus. Like I really do wonder if that gap in the Friday schedule, right after the opening ceremony, is legitimately because they just want to focus on the on the eSports opening rounds or because they're keeping something secret and hidden for that uh, 2 hours. You slot. might be
0: right. Ha, we lied. Titan's actually happening. Here's the announcement. <laughs> Who knows? That, that would be funny. That's not going to happen.
2: So like, the only things left to announce are just who's going to be playing the, the closing ceremony. Yep. And I think that's it.
0: BlizzCon, coming soon. Well, that's the problem. When it's when you
2: when you make an annual show, even when you don't have anything to announce, right? November
0: seventh. Well, yeah. I suppose
3: they're doing the official announcement for Legacy of the Void. I, I guess that's the big thing this year.
2: Hopefully, but with, but Maybe. it sounds like there won't be anything to players, sh- right?
0: We don't know.
3: Well, apparently, I've, I've, they, they've finished like the scenario scripting or something for like fifty percent of it already. Okay.
0: I thought they had the scenario scripting done for forever. I don't, I don't think know. the single-player content has been lagged. It's been like, we need to space this out and figure out what we're doing to make the multiplayer game be an esports staples for the next decade. Which is kind of hard to do. <laughs> Especially since everyone's moving on to League. <laughs> uh,
3: well, yeah. Well, I mean, well.
0: Cool, cool. Alright, well I still can't order BlizzCon on DirecTV. TV. Which bugs me. Maybe I'll have to call. Um Alright. Rune Factory four was not going to come out in Europe, and now apparently it's gonna come out in Europe again. And do you know anything about this? No comment. No comment. Alright. So <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, though I can't disclose which development house is handling the PAL localization programming duties for us, I can say that it's been in the works for months already, and we hope to get start the master submission process with Nintendo of Europe within the next couple of weeks, says Barry from, where's Barry from? Let's see. Barry. Oh, Ken Barry from XSEED. So, apparently XSEED is somehow involved in this.
1: Well, it's Marvelous.
0: Well, okay, but Ken Berry is from XSEED.
1: No, he's from Marvelous USA. Oh, there's a Which difference? Which is otherwise known as XSEED, oh yes. Oh my gosh.
0: I, Whatever, that's XSEED. So, Marvelous USA, XSEED, same thing. In this
1: case, not really.
0: Cause well, he's involved.
1: It's not XSEED that's putting it out. It's Marvelous Europe. I don't know that. You I'm said... telling you that's what's happening. <laughs> you
0: said no comment. <laughs> Now you're making a comment. I gave you your chance. Anna doesn't want to get involved in XC drama. All right, so I guess, drama. I guess I guess Marvelous Europe is bringing it out in the Nintendo after all, which is so in Europe. I said in Nintendo. Um, and somehow this was related to Neverland going out of business. Yeah, because Neverland was going to publish it or something.
1: No, Neverland's a developer. Oh, really? Yes.
0: So the public, the developer of Rune Factory is gone? Yeah. Oh, so then we're not going to get a fifth one.
1: Mm, not unless Marvelous finds a new developer to give it to. Oh, yeah, I guess so. It's mm. always been a Marvelous property. It's just been Neverland's been in charge of the development. Don't we the have thing, it out in the U.S.? The thing that... Re- yeah, a long time ago, like a year ago. Yeah. The thing that sucks about um, Neverland shutting down is they did like three of the Lufia games... And Seam of the Enemy, and a bunch of other really cool titles that weren't Harvest Moon slash Rune Factory, and that's what I'm going to miss from
0: them. Mm. All right, nobody cares about the story anymore. Sword Art Online is getting an action RPG on Vita and PS3 sometime in 2015.
3: As hey, a... maybe this one will get a better translation. Did the first <laughs> one have a bad one? Oh my yes.
0: Oh, I was I was um, I watched the first episode of Sword Art Online. It looked all right.
3: Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah,
0: um, I, I might watch more of it. It was like, and I know the story ends in one season, and I don't need to watch fourteen different games and read fifty different mangas just to get the whole story. Uh,
2: there's there's a second season that continues off where the last one left off.
0: Well, but it like with a different game or something like that. So it's, yeah, but the it's they're... like same characters, but like it seems like the arc is finished in one season, mostly, right? Sorta. Oh, okay.
2: There's okay. definitely reasons. I mean, if you just stop after then you're definitely going to be left with...
0: Some questions?
2: A pretty significant question. Oh, okay. All right. I won't say any more than that.
0: All right. All right. Um, let's see. And let's see. Udon. We talked about Udon earlier. I We actually had a story about them because they put out a Breath of Fire art book that covers all five games.
3: Oh, wow. That probably is fairly good. I only ever really played Breath, uh, Breath of Fire 2, but... I- did always quite like the art design for the series.
0: It is called Breath of Fire Official Complete Works, and you can go uh, pick it up on udonentertainment.com. It's $40, bucks, uh, but you can get it for like 28 on Amazon. So, uh, Yay. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> and then finally, Pokemon Planet, the fan-made Pokemon MMORPG that I can't believe hasn't been shut down yet has entered a pre-alpha, a, a public pre-alpha. So, you can download it and play it, and it's very early, and it is so going to get shut down. (laughs) So, I don't know what's up with that. You don't say. Yeah. I just wanted to leave you with that. Uh, Let's go play Pokemon Planet. And that's all I got for news, folks. All right. Where are we at now in our show outline? we have to
1: do a question
0: of the week? Oh, no. Uh, We have to do another thing. Um, Extra Life. Nope. Uh, Yes. Um, But no. First off, I've got three interviews to plug. We've got an interview up for with the Icewind Dale people. Uh, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition, so those uh, Overhaul Game and Beamdog folks. Um we've got an interview up so you can go check out what they're going to do with that. Um, Manny talked to you earlier. He's got an interview up on the site about uh, the Dragon Age Inquisition Roundtable. And uh, Jordan Weissman did an interview with us um, talking about uh, Gollum Arcana. And so you can go check that out as well. Uh, In addition to our interview content this week, we have some preview content for you. Namely, Bloodborne. Zach Webster wrote a big old preview of Bloodborne. um, So you can go check out more about what's coming up with this uh, game from the Dark Souls guy. And then we have some reviews. Uh, First off, a retro view of E's Origin, uh, which gets a decent score. Glenn then pans Gauntlet (laughs) and says it needs content badly which Yay, apparently sums it's up the review. Badly. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah. Lightning Returns gets uh, destroyed by Trent Seeley. <laughs> Did not enjoy that, apparently. Uh, and finally, Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut. We talked about Zach Wellhouse gave it a 5 out of 5. So we go read his justification for that on the site. This
2: it way. seems like so far, were the game is the only review for that game?
0: What? Shadowrun?
2: Dragonfall really? uh, Director's Cut.
0: Yeah, it does seem like people have been ignoring it. And Wasteland 2, in, in my experience as well. Oh, like,
2: what, are you kidding me? It's got, like, nines out of tens from, like, everybody.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind then. Just the sites I've been going to skipped it because it's too long, I guess, <laughs> to really put time into.
2: <laughs> oh, are you reading, like, Polygon or something?
0: No, I really... That's just a way of saying the gaming podcasts I listen to, not the sites. Oh, podcasts. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. because gamer is not touching it. Giant Bomb is not touching it. Um, I don't know. Whatever else I listen to is not touching it, so...
2: No, man, they're too busy talking about legalizing it.
0: No, you're... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Legalizing it. Um, <laughs> Alright, I want to... I'm going to tell you the new releases now, folks. And then you can tell me what you've been playing. So first off... And next week we have coming out on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 and what else is this on? And Xbox 360 and Xbox One and 3DS Duck Dynasty the game! Alright, Duck Dynasty. Oh boy. <laughs> Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures 2 comes out for a few platforms like PS3 and Wii U and 3DS. This is like
1: a shovelware license game. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tears to Tiara 2, Air of the Overlord comes out on PS3 and... uh, No, sorry. On PS3. Uh, Let's see. The Evil Within comes out on PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One. And of course, uh, big release, Borderlands the pre-sequel comes out for ps3 360 and pc uh it does not come out for current gen consoles like ps4 and xbox one i don't know why ps4 will see lone survivor the director's cut come out on psn along with nidog and peggle 2 finally (laughs) took took forever ps4 finally getting peggle 2 uh, as well sleeping dogs definitive edition and The wake, the the Walking Dead Season 1. Uh, Wii U sees Art of Balance coming out, along with uh, Circle of the Moon. And Turtle Tail. Whatever Turtle what Tail is. What the heck is <laughs> I Turtle don't know. It's the $3 Tale? game on eShop. Uh, we cover the 360 games and all the Xbox One games. Uh, 3DS sees Ninja Battle Heroes. On the eShop for $3?
1: Actually, no. I was seeing a preview of that somewhere. It didn't look like complete garbage.
0: All right. Pets Beach. Wow. Pets Countryside. Pop Tropica Forgotten Islands, also on the eShop. And Riding Star 3D. Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like uh, Duck Dynasty may be the best game coming out of the 3DS <laughs> this week. PS Vita sees Minecraft, the PlayStation Vita edition coming out, and Needog. And everybody said that was going to be canceled. What, the Minecraft? Yes. And uh, PC is getting Autocraft, Bic, a space adventure, Borderlands, a pre-sequel, Deep Dungeons of Doom, Digit, a digger simulator what? what? <laughs> Gabriel Knight Sins the Father's 20th Anniversary Edition. What's Gabriel Knight? Should I know what that is?
2: Yeah, you should. It's yeah, like you a, probably should. What is it? It's a really classic uh, adventure game
0: series. Oh, it okay. Oh, it's oh, an okay. FMV game, isn't it?
3: Wasn't, no, it's and not. Also, it's not, but oh, okay. I think there was a famous person playing the lead character.
0: Okay.
2: Legend yeah, of... Gabriel Knight's pretty famous. Uh, uh, uh.
0: Legend of Grimrock 2 comes out this week. Um, I'm surprised we oh, did not have any stories about that. That's a big deal. Legend of Grimrock 2, folks. Legend, If you've been sleeping during this section, Legend of Grimrock 2 is coming out this week. Yeah, EMI. muffle it so we'll understand you better. <laughs> Maze Mysteries, The Secret of Dragonville. It's important to speak directly into the mic. The reason oh. I muffle it is to make it sound different so it will grab your attention. Oh, um, yeah, that was
3: it. In, in I've just looked it up. In the first and the third Gabriel Knight games, the main character was voiced by Tim Curry. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Did they get him Chris back for this version?
3: <laughs> uh, in uh, Gabriel Knight 2, he was portrayed, so I think that was the FMV one by a guy called Dean Erickson.
0: I'm wondering if they but, uh, got Tim Curry for this anniversary edition.
3: Well, which 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 game is it in the series? Gabriel
0: Knight: Sins of the Fathers twentieth anniversary edition.
3: Well, if it you, if it reuses all of the same voice work, then that's one of the games in which he's being portrayed by Tim Curry.
0: Well, I didn't know if it was or not. I didn't know if they redid everything. That's why this was probably kickstarted, right? Okay, <laughs> never mind. No one's mentioning tim curry in the steam page so i doubt it it's probably redone okay uh no, dis-
2: but but uh quinn said like in the second and third i think this is a remake of the
3: first one
0: yes but i don't think it's including it was voice tim acting. curry
3: in the first and the third and a different guy in the second i don't think it's okay. including
0: the voice acting from the original game based on what i'm reading here it looks like they completely redid it
2: i'm really hungry
0: all right. Okay. We've got three more games on PC: Maze Mysteries, The Secret of Dragonville. Sounds like an Anna game. Uh, yeah. Ravens Cry, and of course, The Evil Within. And that's it. So I ask you, Manny, what will you be playing this week? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Skyrim. Who knows? Quinn, <gasps> what will you be playing this week?
3: <laughs> um. Well, since I mentioned it at the start, I will probably be playing World of Warcraft.
0: Probably. Wow, Anna, you actually might want to check out that Maze Mystery game.
1: Oh, does it look like a me game? Yes, it does. Actually, <laughs> it's
0: all like Professor Layton puzzles. Ooh. It came out in 2012, though. But so. why is it not? Why is it on this list already? Mm. I don't know. What's going
1: on. Is there an
3: update? I'm sorry, coming Quinn. What would you
0: say? <laughs> what, what are you gonna I play? I said World Farm of Warcraft. Warcraft? Oh, well, of World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Okay.
3: Well, because remember Big Patch Tuesday. Yes. Say? Big Patch. Might also play some more Star Citizen. Yes. Because I'm getting better at it.
0: So I oh, and also,
3: oh, Go ahead. And also, elite dangerous as well. That's
0: it. I will be finishing Shadowrun and then I'm jumping into to Shadow of Mordor, for sure. Um, Manny, are we playing anything? I don't know. We get clear when we're playing our stuff. We got oh, Monster so Hunter to play and okay. So we're gonna wrap uh, anyway. up. Thanks, thanks no, 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 for joining say, us. Do we
2: have a question yeah? for everybody?
0: Uh, I do not. Do you?
2: Anybody? Bueller.
1: Um. Bueller.
0: Um Bueller. do we want nope.
1: to talk about what game you're putting on your Christmas list? What?
0: Oh, yeah. What game are you asking for for No, you guys are skipping a whole holiday. Oh okay, we can't do that. You're right. We'd we be skipping Halloween and Thanksgiving if we did that, Anna. Oh. Oh, but she's thinking like now's when you make her Christmas list though. Yeah. Hmm, she has a point.
2: All right. I don't know, man. At this point, people are still thinking
3: about making their costumes.
0: What is your favorite spooky Halloween season game? As everyone going to say, Custom Quest. Hey, okay. hopefully,
3: hopefully, David plays his copy of Alien Isolation that I bought for him. Apparently, that's spooky.
0: <laughs> yeah, you get to wait in lockers while the alien runs away from you. There you go. Your favorite spooky
2: games for this time of the season? Are there any spooky RPGs or Halloween-themed RPGs that you play or get into?
0: Send your responses to podcast.rpgamer.com, board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest updates section. That's where you'll find the show thread. Or, of course, 608-729-4098. You can leave your voicemail right there. The easiest way to contribute to the show. Just call that number and talk for 30 seconds. Tell us what you think. Um, podcast at giantbomb.com. Podcast at giantbomb.com. Yeah, sell them what you think, too. Thanks, everybody, for watching us this week. We'll be back next week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And, Oh. Right, we got a giant thing that i uh, that I've been skipping um, because I didn't put it on the outline, and I should have where did I put that um everybody we're doing extra life this year and oh, yeah um, I put out a little uh, show about it on the thread uh, on the feed earlier this week, um, but just to reiterate, we need you to help us raise money to help heal kids uh, we've been doing extra life for years now um the last year we Raised over $5,000, and it was only thanks to you that we were able to do that. It was amazing and fantastic, and we'd like to keep doing it. We'd like to keep raising money to help heal kids. So what Extra Life is, is we all game for 24 hours um, and in order to raise money for charity. Uh, this charity goes to local children hospitals in your areas through Children's Miracle Network, and um, it will be used to help heal kids Make a better healing environment for them, or going into research for the diseases they have, or helping the families be able to be there with them because that helps the kids actually do better and heal better as well. Um, all all sorts of things like that. Um, I'll be playing for Gunderson Health Systems. Um, and who are you playing for?
1: Um, somebody in Wisconsin. Somebody
0: in Wisconsin? You don't remember? All right. No. Um, we've got other people from RP Gamer. Um, I know Sam Marcello's is doing it. You can go and sponsor her. She's on a different team this year uh, with Scott's podcast, her her husband. But, uh, yeah, you can go and sponsor her. Uh, Noodle, Sarah McGar I think, will be playing. Um, you can go search uh, RP Gamer over on the Extra Life page, and you can, you can go find us there. I also made um, some shortcuts. So bit.ly slash RP Gamer Extra Life will take you to our team page. And you can go donate to anybody on the RP Gamer team there. Or if you'd like to join the RP Gamer team and uh, raise money with us, that'd be great too. So um, what you do is go sign up on Extra Life, join the RP Gamer team, and then go let your friends know, your, your family, your people you work with. Um, let them know that you're doing this. Ask them to sponsor you for a buck an hour. That's only $24. And it's a very easy goal to get people to, to do that, especially when they hear that you're raising money to help heal kids from cancer and things like that. It's really easy to get people involved. It's a wonderful experience for everyone involved. You get to raise awareness of this uh, great charity and this cause, get to help heal kids, and you get to play games for a day. So it's a great celebration of it. Um, the day is October 25th, um, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific, right, and uh, running until the 26th at the same time. Um, you can also game on different days you can split it up or do a different day altogether. that's just the day we all chose that's the national day that we're choosing to do um, it just so everyone can kind of do things at once um, we'll have a live stream going the whole day I don't even know who's gonna be on it um, probably different people showing up at different times of the day uh, we'll be streaming what we're playing we got a nice Elgato going so that'll that'll help with that um, and we'll be um, uh, I don't do whatever it's, it's gonna be a fun day um, I mean we'll get What's some digging? people here from huh October twenty fifth, October twenty fifth. Okay. So I need your help personally. I'd like you to go to bit.ly slash cp extra life, and that's my page, or you can find it through the RP Gamer page and donate to me because I'm trying to raise a thousand dollars again this it's, year, and that's going to be hard. October
3: twenty fifth. Is Saturday?
0: October twenty fifth is a Saturday.
3: Ah, uh, I will not be able to participate on that day, but I might be able to join your uh, join your uh, cast and discuss stuff because the twenty fifth is the London Final Fantasy fourteen Fan Festival. Oh, cool. Which yeah. I'll be going to.
0: Yeah, we'll be doing a live uh, RPG cast during Extra Life. We always do that every year, um, and that's a that's a good time. And uh, we'll be playing through the whole game, uh, the whole day, and through the whole night. And anybody who can join us for any time, especially our British friends, because they can come in during the night, and that's real nice for us. We need our Australian listeners to yeah.
2: really get in here, help yeah.
0: us out. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Aussies would be really nice. Um, yeah if you'd like to join us um i'm i'll be i'll be adding like uh readers and listeners to the call that day as well so please get involved donate we need your money <laughs> i'll be putting up a, an official page on r p gamer um probably on the thirteenth so it's up there on a monday and you can uh see the Uh, Get all the links and and info for Extra Life as well that way. And then, you know, we've got a short donation drive this year. And we're not doing the the contests and stuff we've done in the the last couple years. Um, It's just going to be a simpler affair this year. Um, kind of sitting back, kind of figuring out Oh, you know, what do we like, what do we not like, what do we want to do different this year, what do we want to do different in the future years. Um, PS Nation is still out there. They're still great at this. They do a wonderful job every year, by all means. If you've been donating to them and want to keep doing so, keep doing it. They've got their contest going on, so you can jump in on that as well. I won't be offended whatsoever. Um, so just help heal the kids. That's all I'm asking for. So I don't care who you donate to, just pick someone, do some money, do some gaming, and, and join in on that. Um, we need to I need to confirm whether or not Glenn from PS Nation is actually in town or not this year, Anna. If he's going out to Josh, then we can't do anything. But if he's in town, we should invite him over or go over to his place. Let's figure that out. All right. Anyway, that's Extra Life this year. We're going to be pushing it hard for the next couple of weeks because, hey, we don't have much time left. So um, please donate. Please donate. Please help us to have a successful Extra Life. Um, most people don't wait, don't donate to the last couple of weeks anyway. So, yeah. I'm hoping it won't be too bad for you guys. Uh, so please donate to that. Uh, please um, send us feedback. And please just uh, continue being the awesome folks that you always are. You guys make the show what a, a wonderful thing to do. And we love seeing your feedback. And we love being here for you. Um, please help, tell us if there's anything we can do to make the show better. And uh, until then, we're going to see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. RPGamer.com slash live. Oh, yes. Alright, bye. Really oh, yeah.